delivery, bro. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, what's up, guys? My name is Anthony Anthem, a.k.a. Black Fabio, a.k.a. The Midnight Marauder, a.k.a. Spud McKenzie, a.k.a. Slick Rick, a.k.a. Making Hits, a.k.a. Too Legit, a.k.a. I Will Not Quit. Because I'm the shit. Hi, world. Um, today we got a special guest. I'm talking about a friend of mine that I've known for quite a few years now. This is my family. Um, some call him the Arabian heartthrob. The Arabian dagger. This is true. A young man who has lived a life from L.A. all the way to the beautiful country of Jordan. We're talking about a man who has a story that can definitely be for the pages for the ages. He's a good man, very humble, very polite, quite the ladies man. Every time we go out somewhere, there's always somebody hollering at him like, oh, you look so handsome. What's your name? He's probably dated every shade of the rainbow. I don't know. Don't it's like, it. That's not true. I don't know. Anyways, you know, when it comes down to it, he's got the charm by Lucky Charms. I'm not like that. He's got a pot of gold at the end of his rainbow. <laughs> I'm just, okay, this is my homie in the bill. How you doing, my dude? What's up, man? <laughs> well, thank you for that uh, magnificent introduction, which, by the way, 75% of that was not true. Bullshit. 75. Anyway. More like 85. Uh, I, 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 we're going to have to meet at an even 77.5. That's as high as I go. Oh, whatever. You and I both know how you are with the ladies. Nah, man. See, that's the thing, though. Like, that's only, that, that was only in a period of time of my life when I was uh, single, when I was not with anybody. But you more than anybody, you more than anybody know how I was when I was not single. And how it was for me. Oh, sure. You were a very chivalrous, wholesome dude, very humble, good boy. You know, go to mosque. Um, oh, okay, yeah, you didn't go to mosque. <laughs> I would go. I would go to to any um, you know shrine or establishment that is uh, built for that. Whether it's a mosque, a church, a synagogue, it doesn't matter. Like I'd go to. Mm-hmm. About anything like that, because I mean, always- you were taking your vitamins, drinking your milk, saying your prayers. Um, oh. Just a good, good, clean, wholesome dude. Yeah, always, man. Still take my vitamins, though. I do have an apple in my studio, so I mean, I guess that means I'm kind of healthy, right? Oh no, there's also a banana. Did this, this motherfucker just pull out an apple? Is, is, is he really pulling out the fu- the fruit section right now? Is- all the people that are watching on YouTube. I got this on deck, man. You don't even know. Okay, he used to work at Whole Foods too, Mister Whole Foods over here. It's like it ain't right if it ain't organic, bro. Wait, man, I, there, I thought he was a hipster. Uh, I've had my sound uh, settings covering your face this whole time, so now I could see your face. Okay, good. Well, it was about time. I've been sitting here having this conversation. You don't want to look me in the eye, Anthony. You looking good? I know you've been doing the. Uh, five day detox, oh. whatever. Oh, BS, spinach and chia seeds, and 
So we all know what you're doing, Zion. You are full of it. <laughs> yep. I've gotten fatter. Thank you very I much. You called me in the middle of me eating, and I cut my meal halfway through because this, to me, is more important than nourishment and sustenance. See, he just sucking up, y'all. But anyway, let me tell you about my homie in the bill over here. First of all, he's one of the dopest rappers on the planet. Yeah, oh, wow. On the planet. Yes. Hate mail in five, four, four three. <laughs> he actually knows how to rap. I appreciate that. Thank you. He knows how to actually write lyrics. Yes. He produces and records his own shit. He knows what good music is. I don't even say anything else. I, hope, I, I mean, I wish I knew more good music. He's people. learning. Yes, He's actually <laughs> learning the ropes of hip-hop 101. You are like the music library to me. He makes sexy songs. He makes bars. He's large and in charge. I've collaborated with him back in my rapper days. I don't think I've ever made a sexy song. All my songs are pretty... We live in the morning. Hell oh, yeah. And you think that was a sexy song? To me, that was more of a like a, a like a sad song that you take a sad situation and you make the best out of it kind of thing. I know, and it turns sexy. I mean, it's, you yeah. know, art is perspective, my man. I mean, when I, when I made it, it wasn't meant to be, but if it came across as that, we all know that sex is an excellent salesperson and it sells. So maybe that could have impact on the, on the record, but when it was written, which was a few years ago, it was written out of, uh, you know, sadness and then uh, like uh, dealing with emotions and dealing with like a certain phase of my life that I was going through at the time. Well, I mean, he is a young man who has definitely, you know, walked into the path of love. And sometimes he will ride into it, into the sunset. Sometimes it may be a crash. And sometimes it just might be a bumpy ride, but it was a ride he had to take to get to this point. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're talking philosophicals now. All right. You know, All right. Right now, he's a man being cultivated. Yeah. Yeah, man. I feel like every uh, every few years, you know, you get, I mean, every every day that you're alive and you're paying attention, you learn something. You know, there's always going to be something that you're going to learn. Um there's always something to, there's always somebody to learn from. Like one thing I learned this year and I'm sure you probably have similar, cause we're around the same age, right? Anthony, like we're mm -hmm. early thirties, you know, we just turned 30 or whatever. So it's like a big, like, you know, transition. You're going from your twenties to your thirties. Like it's like, even like society looks at you different. People talk to you different when they find out your age. Like it's like you're in a different group of people that have higher expectations of uh, higher responsibilities, things like that. And we're, That's true. you know, so obviously going through that, I'm trying to not get older. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to be Peter Pan, but I'm also not trying to be an old man either. Like I don't want to get old and I don't want to be young and foolish. I want to find that sweet spot and just stick to it. And then after that, just gain wisdom instead of just aging. Remember what Rakim said, there ain't no age in the booth when the flow stays submerged in the fountain of youth. You see, I could have not quoted that because I actually don't have that many uh, rapper quotes memorized, but it's it's nice. That's why I love you because you always 
help me discover the things that I otherwise don't. Like, I don't know if you are, I mean, you know this, I don't really listen to, I don't listen to music. I don't really, I only make my music so I don't get like influenced by anything more because I feel like the sounds that are coming out today are very, very unique. And mm -hmm. some of them good, some of them bad. Some of them are whack as hell. We all know that some, some rappers are just whack and some of them are really, really good. But the sounds that are coming out are different. And it's easy to get influenced. For me, I have a very absorbent brain. And I, and I know that about myself. So if I listen to some shit and it's really, really catchy, I get worried that my brain is going to immediately like assimilate that and then just take it and adopt that. And I'm trying to just have my own originality. And, and it's hard to be original, man, because there's really nothing new under the sun. Everything has already been done. And we don't know what, you, you know, we don't know what there is out there because i mean we probably we think we discovered everything but not everything is out there but yeah. the concept is is clear it w there is nothing new under the sun at the same time what do you think like it's a bad thing to absorb from listening to something because like heck i absorb i mean you've heard me rap before like you know i got a lot of influences you can, you can freestyle like nobody out like nobody else but because i and to me i I've stepped up my freestyle game, but st still, for me, it's my writing component that elevates me. If it wasn't for my ability mm -hmm. to write, if I was just going off of freestyling and, 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 and rap, maybe rap battling would be different, but like freestyling um, it is something that I've had to practice. Like I've actually had to sit there and, and practice. I've had multiple sessions with you. Like if it, whoever's watching, like you guys have no idea how much time anthony and i have spent in a car in a in the back of a uh some in the back of a cookie shop and like like something mm -hmm. we, like just the most the most random locations and we would freestyle and not for five or ten minutes or 30 minutes i'm talking for hours mm -hmm. on his birthday on his birthday this is how this is how this is how like simple and cool everything was we sat in the car and he reminded me of this story just the other day. He said something about McDonald's. We had McDonald's and then we were sitting in the car and I just, and I went through my old Snapchat and I saw that I had taken so many videos of, of that day. And I was like, oh my God, man, you remembered that we, we ate a, we had a Big Mac and that, that shit got cold too. Like Dude, I didn't care. It was just the fact that you didn't forget my birthday. Man, you already know I didn't forget your birthday, but that was not even the highlight. The highlight, well, that's probably for you, but my highlight was we actually got to spend all that time in the car, and we didn't have any agenda. Like we, we just wanted to kick it and mm -hmm. doing the music and freestyling, and you were spitting some bars that night. It was, it was fun. It was fun, man. Like it was just pure wholesome fun, and it was not prompted it wasn't like planned you didn't even know it was beautiful man so i always look at that night as something special and uh just like trader joe's it was organic just like just like the many many people that have fallen for trader joe's to be a thing so let's not make fun of them right it's real in the melon business yeah i mean hopefully doesn't always have the juice i like so i gotta like Trader Joe's and have a shit to me. Victory, history, more G than a kid's movie. 
I just thought that was that was that was childish Gambino. All of this podcast going off. Oh my god, <laughs> that was childish Gambino. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's happening right now. Is there any way that this any part of this can be edited? You said what part? Is there any way that any part of this whole thing can be edited when it's done? Yeah. Why? Oh, okay. Cool. 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 Just oh, god. some dumb shit, and I'm like, wait a minute. Why the fuck is that in there? Also, please take out the part of me being a whore because I really am not. I'm keeping it. No, please. I have it's people. Already there. I have. I have. I have. I have a, a special lady that I. Don't I know he's actually a good man. He's safe, guys. I don't want her to think that you know. She. She no, has. Hey, wait. I, I don't want. I don't want anybody. You know, let's not mention names. You know, I just don't want anybody to think or anything. I just. He wears a chastity belt. We're not together, you know. We're not together anymore. But he still loves her. And yes, and uh, she, that's normal because you, if you don't love somebody that you were with, even after you break up, then that was not real love. See, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying. This is when we was younger. Okay, we were younger back then. We were young bucks. We didn't need icy hot in the ointment drawer. Okay. Uh, right, 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 right. You know, this is before you know. You know, getting on your knees was not a problem. You know, when you had to do some things. You know, like you know, fix a table or something. Or, yeah, I have no idea, dude. I've that's never ever. You know, I don't I know mean, what that even means, bro. Like, please. I mean, we were flexing. You know, sometimes you'd be able to, you know, really get down on the ground and really do some hard work. Now we're at a point now where you know we can't work as hard, so we need the tiger bombs and the Bengay and the icy hot. You know, so that was the most important of all, Pepto Bismol, and Pepto Bismol for you know <laughs> stomach cramps and stomach pains. Okay, because uh, like you know, being hardworking men, and um, oh, my this is brought to you by Spindrift. I freaking wish Spindrift pay me. Anyways, please take out the product placement so so we can not get sued and. You want to know how many times I've had product placement in my ad? Like, for instance, I've had a quit trip cups on here. I'm asking them, yell, sponsor me. They sponsored you now? <laughs> I wish. Oh, okay. <laughs> if quit gonna... sponsored me, I would be a lot less broker. Go ahead and uh, just. But anybody, so, to all seven of you listeners, if you want to make sure I get sponsored by quit trip, put in a call, please. Like, you need to sponsor the delivery, bros. Right. Free drinks for life. Free taquitos. Free um free turkey sausages and lunchables and popcorn. So I mean I've never had I've never been part of a podcast, uh, Anthony. So like mm-hmm. first of all, like you know how like there's like real names and then there's like artists and rapper names. Like do you got like a podcast name if you wanted to or like Anthony Anthem? So Anthem is always going to be your. I mean, I like that. You know, that's a good. Um, that's a good. I mean, name. The, I mean, the podcast is called Delivery Bros, bro. Anything on the table, anything on the menu. Right, right. And then okay. on top of that, we already know you're Nobel, or Nabir, or Inshuk, or Mr. Shukri. If you're nasty, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Because, nah, I mean, I when it comes down to it, I know you're an artist first. You are one of my best friends. 
And when it comes down to it, we have a lot of amazing content come out recently. You know how sometimes you like, you know how sometimes you just like, you lose, you lose like touch with uh, certain people. And then, you know, in your mind, they're still, they're still there. It's, it's a lot of people. And then you go through things and then you start to think that the same people that you are, um, you know, that you're thinking about or whatever, they're starting to feel like, because everybody thinks differently, man. Like some people get overwhelmed. I'm one of those people that I get overwhelmed when I don't do everything continuously perfectly. So if I'm not always keeping up with everybody, if I slip with one person, then it kind of causes a ripple effect that's not good. And I don't know if it's part of my, um, my personality traits or maybe it's a, an OCD or uh, I have perfectionist uh, tendencies in certain things. And it's almost like if you're not productive, you're self-destructive. Yes, and, 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 and the very opposite, and, and also very opposite in, in other things. Like, uh, like I could be like a perfectionist when it comes to like perfecting my music for like a whole month. Like I'll just focus on making one song sound perfect and like perfectly edited. But, and this is very unusual for me, but like I'll leave like my surroundings like in one area like really, really messy. And that's not something that, particularly enjoy like it actually does not feel good but i feel like sometimes i use up we use up a lot of our energy to do one thing and as humans we're not meant to be perfect we're not meant to create or do or be perfect so when we pursue perfection it goes again it starts sucking out energy from something else so you're not going to be able to be so you can be good at a lot of things but you can't master 20 30 40 different things like it's just it's not for us like it, it, and i and i had that mentality that i wanted to master like multiple different things continuously but realistically being a master of one thing is is incredible and they say it takes 10,000 hours to master one thing one skill so how many 10,000 hours do you have that you're willing to passionately put towards one skill so that you can master that skill it could be mm -hmm. any and I mean, I just don't see many people. There are people out there, but I just don't mm -hmm. see many people as having the mental, you know, um, capabilities. Not, not even capabilities. It all comes down to desire, bro. You could be the smartest person in the world. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you, the smartest person in the world has not been found yet because they are probably not driven. There are very, there, there's a lot of geniuses out there, but there's probably that one smartest dude in the world. He's probably sitting there, you know, scratching his ass and sitting watching TV. And he just doesn't even care. And he's not, so it, it all comes down to your drive. And if you're smart, intelligent, and you have drive, that's when you have a, somewhat of a package, a complete package. Um, in my opinion, at least. Like, you know, looks are great to have too, but looks will fade. They're not going to last. Well, you need to start like people people always need to start people that are good looking like i see all these good looking people bro like instagram models and and really really pretty girls that are like just um selling themselves on snapchat or on whatever and you know and and like that's cool because like you got to do you you got to make your you got to do your thing i'm not judging you i'm not coming from a place of judgment i'm just saying like we all have to do certain things outside of our comfort zone 
to make money, but to, to, to survive and to make, to make ends meet. But, and not, not to get too off of topic, like, please help me stay on topic too. Like, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm interested in what you're saying. You know, that, I mean, but I get what you're saying though. Cause I mean, when it comes down to what we got a limited time in certain areas of life. Exactly, bro. So when it comes to something like for instance, Instagram models, eventually they're going to get older. Their time is going to be up. Like, who knows? They might be able to push maybe even mid thirties, but even then, you know, eventually being the flavor of the week is going to change. It's so it's not, like, what do you, what's the end game at the end of the day? It's sort of like porn stars. Some girls will last until they almost 50 some damn years old, but not to get into that topic because I'm sure I'm going to have some, some people. No, 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 hear me out though. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to knock anybody. Cause Absolutely, absolutely. I'm not even. Please feel free. Like it, you're absolutely right, Anthony. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying. Like, and they also go now for me. Like, I look. I'm looking at music though. <laughs> like, I mean, look at this, the Rolling Stones. The Rolling Stones are going to tour until they're zombies. Let's right. be honest. They're going to be right. dead, still performing. You're going to have Keith Richards, like probably dragging across the stage, still trying to perform. I ain't, um, I can't get no satisfaction. Like. Certain areas of expertise, some girls are good at being models. I can't be a model. Plus, if I were a woman, I think I would make an ugly woman, but that's a whole different story. Now, when it comes... You all know you are always a sex symbol of the group, but that's not the point. That's, that's, a, whole, that's a whole different point, though. But I was going to call a sex symbol. I mean, I'm Black Fabio, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool. But hey, for real though, you I mean, okay. You you okay, let not to talk about me. Let's talk about somebody else. People uh but we gotta talk about you. You are the guest. Okay. You are important. No, and you have a and I'll answer any question that you bring my way, but this is a topic of conversation regarding uh like people that are like, you know, like Instagram models, beautiful people. It's important for beautiful people to understand that you have to manage your expectations. If all you're, if all you're riding on is your beauty, then at some point it's going to be a losing game because shit mm -hmm. does not always get better. At some point, you're going to get to a level and you're going to plateau and it's going to start going down. And by then, you are in one position or another. You're either going to look for somebody that can take care of you Mm -hmm. That is going to, you know, love you for who you are. But, I mean, if you're going based off of your look, are they going to truly love you for who you are? That's number one. And number two, if um, or you're going to have to figure something out on your own, and that's going to be highly unlikely because you spent your entire life just based, like, like you know, basing it off your looks, getting things because you look good. And, and when they fade away, you're going to go into a deep depression because you're going to realize it's it's gone. Mm -hmm. That was the only thing I built up. You spent ten thousand hours mastering being beautiful. You didn't master anything else. You 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 knew how to. You mastered the selfie. You mastered what perfect light. Yeah, I still can't master a damn selfie. Nobody can. Nobody I'm ever sure. will because you will never be satisfied a hundred percent. Not really ever about how you look. You are always going to look back at one picture and be like, oh, "I looked so good back then." You know what I mean? There you go. So that's what I'm saying. It's a losing game. And I can't believe this is what the topic has turned into. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's no way this is staying. 
but <laughs> uh, please edit the shit out of this whole video. Uh, nope. This is going in raw. Uh, I told you anything on the table, anything on the menu, sir. You're like, oh my God, I regret this already. Yeah, I don't like being this open with a lot of people. Why? I don't know all the people that are going to be listening to this, man. Because they're going to think you're intellectual. I'm you not fuck. anything intellectual. I've said nothing, but we, we talked about, we just talked about uh, strippers and porn stars this whole time. Okay, so, yeah. I mean, they're humans too. Complete opposite of what we were supposed to talk about, which I don't even know what that was. I, I told you, this is unscripted. I, know I don't write shit. Good. For a good reason. Because the conversation is organic. We've always had these organic conversations, Nabil. You're right. You're right. I guess I'm just uh, trying to adjust to having an audience, which I don't know who it is, and that makes it even more exciting. And Yeah, so the all seven of you, it might be five of you left after that conversation. I don't know. Um, watching right now? Actually, no. This is just us doing a pre-record. I'm not on stream because I don't feel like it because that takes a lot more work and my internet sucks. So... We're doing this pre-recorded. Um. <laughs> Damn. Okay, cool, 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 cool. So you can edit. I'm not editing this shit. I will. No. Uh-uh. It goes in raw. should have told me that before we started speaking, Anthony. Why? Why are you worrying? You haven't said anything bad. You know, you... You're acting like you said like a like a like a Donald Trump pussy gay joke or something. Okay, okay, so we could say whatever the fuck we want to say. Yes. Okay. Well, when did you become like so wholesome? All right. Well, um, Amir, bring the strippers and the cook in, man. Come on, quickly. Come on. Oh, that'll be a first on this show. I'm just kidding, man. That's not happening here. This I mean, a- seriously, it's not like we're talk- We're saying anything gross. We're not like, oh, you see that girl with her ass out like that. No, we were just uh, we were no. thinking about the fact that like there's just certain things that are temporary. Like I feel like music is ageless in certain genres. I don't think you got like Jay Z has pretty much opened up the doors for like hip hop, for instance, that you can rap at pretty much any damn age. Rakim. A lot of the older OGs are still out here spitting and going on tour and all that kind of stuff because they still got a great following, especially in, like, Europe and shit like that. Right. So, I mean, like, but there's certain genres of, like, professions that it's definitely more of a young person's game. Like, being a YouTuber or, you know, I see a lot of YouTubers that I grew up with or whatever. Right. A lot of them are transitioning into like podcasts or they're transitioning into more serious content because right. I mean they're in their thirties now, like me. You know, they're trying to have more mature content because their followers are growing up with them too, so they want something a little bit more mature too. Right, and you know what, man? Like, I think that I think that the reason you say it's a young man's game is because the energy level, energy levels are always unmatched. Like. That's the thing, but I've seen some older dudes and some older people that are able to have that energy and maintain that level of energy throughout their older ages, and they are competing with the young generation. Like you still got, I mean, you still got rappers out there that are killing it, that are 
in their 30s and their late 30s, some in their 40s. You know, you got you still got two chains. You still got. I know he's like not as popular right now, but if two chains wants to come out with a with a hit, everybody's gonna be singing that shit. It doesn't matter if you're young. If you're sure, not, everybody's still love two chains. That's all I gotta say about that one. Exactly, Juicy J. Like I'm not really into that. Like, I mean, Juicy J is like in his mid 40s. Yeah, and Juicy J is one of the hottest rappers out there in terms of like party songs, but I'm not particularly. That's not my genre of, of hip hop. If I was to pick one, but in his domain he dominates like that is what he is the best at and i've never seen anybody as consistent as him in that regards then he got whiz started off with the uh you know with the taylor gang you know, with the, you know like the taylor gang and like the stoner music and then his shit just kept elevating and elevating and elevating so i mean and he's about to be i think he's already in his 30s right yeah Wiz is in his 30s now yeah. so i mean before, his work ethic is ridiculous though he has one of the best work ethics in hip hop. Yeah, I'm sure he does, man. I'm sure he does. He just strikes me as the kind of guy that is continuously making music, and that's I mean, how it's supposed to be, man. That's that's literally how it's supposed to be. Man, so. shoot, he got bored and decided, shit, I'm gonna start taking MMA on top of my work schedule on top of this yeah. shit. <laughs> he got like built and like started boxing and getting more into boxing and fighting and stuff like this. Even Snoop is doing MMA now. <laughs> Man, that's it's wild. like oh, what's going on, Wiz? What's going on with all the the mar- with all the martial arts, baby? <laughs> He's like, hey, Snoop, you should do it. I'm that's telling right. you, it'll give you some flavors, make you feel like you're Taylor. It's like oh, well, Snoop D.O. Double Jizzle about to go on ahead and give you a high kick. Oh no, flat out. Back up in the easy, baby. Man, man, oh man! Oh but, man, I forgot my, my backpack. Okay. All right, but on a real note, let me just go grab it. It's right. It's right outside the door. Would you mind? Well, am I getting outside right, my door? It's right here. It's right here. My bad. Okay, I was going to say something to Bill. Yes, sir. Um, go ahead. Back man. to you for a second. Yeah, so, hey, what's been going on these last few months, man? Like, hey. I haven't talked to you. I've been seeing that you've been doing a lot of music. Releasing yeah. projects out of the blue. Give me that Pulling chance. off of Beyonce. What? You're releasing whenever you want. What? What's going what? on with that? With what? You sitting here doing the Beyonce, you know, you're releasing tracks out of nowhere. I'm 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 doing a Beyonce. Is Beyonce doing that? Is that what she's into nowadays? Like just dropping random tracks. Is that what's going on with Beyonce? So I drop a random record out of nowhere. Just be like, oh, here's Lemonade. Boom. Here's Sasha Fierce. Boom. Just drop it. Jay Z does the same shit. He's like, oh, I ain't gonna even tell you the album date. That's in five hours. Boom. <laughs> oh my god. I um. Nah, man. I've just been. I've just honestly just been doing me, man. Like if that if that makes sense. Like I um I tried to not do me for a while, if that makes sense. Went through a phase and it wasn't like really as you know, let's just not say let's just say it's it was not as wholesome as you just made me sound. Um 
it was not uh, it was not a good it was not particularly a good or a bad thing but if if you had to pick a word for it it would definitely not be a good thing but we no, learned, I mean, we, we I know learned, you were going through some dark shit I mean I was you know and um, not to get into specifics and the reason I'm not is not because I don't want to share it's not because I'm worried or that I'm like mm-hmm. scared to talk about it it's that I always I've identified recently that my problems are not special and they are not they don't mean anything in comparison to anybody's problems. I mean your problem could be a very tiny problem in the eyes of many, but um to you it's your whole world and if that's it so the feeling is there, the feeling of the pain or whatever that you're feeling it's it's there. So just because you feel okay I have a bad day, for instance, like I crashed my car, for instance, you know, knock on wood, hopefully that never happens, but I crashed my car and then to me, that's going to ruin my whole day, right? But Mm -hmm. let's say uh, somebody else who has like a relative who just passed away to them, that is what's bad for them. So the car, you know, it's an inconvenience. I'm not hurt. The car is, the car is messed up. I'm going to get my insurance money. This person's, you know, struggle is far more important. But the feeling that he felt was probably the same as this guy felt when he crashed his car. It's the feeling. So if my relative died, I'm not going to go and be an asshole to other people just because I just don't think they understand how it feels like because it's easy to do that. That's what I, you know, I'm not saying I've never done that. I've actually learned from my mistakes, you know, and, um, that's what I've identified is like, no matter what you're going through, you could be going through the worst possible day ever. It could be the shittiest day of, ex- of your entire existence. And you are just, the whole world is, is a piece of shit to you at this point. Mm-hmm. But you, if you identify that maybe five people in the room that you just entered in the coffee shop that you entered to get coffee or, or in the restaurant you just went to, at least five or 10 of these people are experiencing an emotion or a, a emotional state or a physical state or a mental state that is just as bad as whatever you're going through. It could be less uh, on the spectrum of how you see things, but it's the same feeling that they're feeling. So never assume, never assume that just because your problem is big, that it's, that it's the biggest problem ever. And that's why I guess he doesn't really want to go into it. He's making segues, guys. Yes. Multiple segues, but I will go into. You can ask me whatever, and I will answer it honestly on 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 everything. I'm not gonna hide anything. So, okay, so here's how I met Nabil. So we oh. met through a mutual friend. Cross my legs for this one. We met through a mutual friend. Um, shout out to Tristan Joyce, aka Rejoice Audio. Shout out to Tristan and. Uh, Shout out to the whole gang and, and uh, shout out to Tristan one more time. Smooth Confusion. Shout uh, out to him. Smooth Confusion, Zion. Uh, we got um, uh, our. If people don't know who Smooth Confusion is, Smooth Confusion is part of a group called Soul Servers, which is out here in Kansas City. Amazing group. Dope rappers. Tristan's new. New uh, new name. I think he's going by uh, Lord Indigo. Shout out to Lord Indigo. 
Shout out to Lord Indigo. Anyway, so basically we had this thing where we do every Tuesday. We would all get together, write music, have a couple drinks and stuff like that. I was actually uh, connected with Nabil here. And sure. I remember like the first time rapping. And this is like when Tristan was giving me shit about something. I can't remember what it was. And he decided to try to battle me. And I remember, I don't even know what the hell I said. And all of a sudden, you were just like, Anthony, I didn't know you had that in you. <laughs> well, as soon as I heard you rap, when I walked in, I heard this dude rapping. I heard him singing. I heard him. And I just sat there, and I just kept my mouth shut. And I was like, I'm just going to feel this guy out because... He's already like he his energy was already turned on. Like as soon as I walked in, he was already like, "Wait a minute, were you already there, or did I?" I think I, I don't know. I think I was there first, and I think you came yeah. in. Yeah, that's, that's I think I Jesse let you in that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Jesse. She let me in. I remember that was man. This is like twenty what twenty sixteen. God, we're old. That's two thousand and sixteen. Is it not? We're old. Yeah, so man. Old. Uh, I mean, fuck, you know. And I look like a fucking oh shit! Like I look like a Dragon Ball Z character. I miss fucking here, but anyway. Oh my god! Shut up. <laughs> no, like only when I push it. Like you anyway. handsome fuck. Anyways. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, forget what this handsome fucker is saying over here. Anyway, so back to my um, back to my recalled memories. So that I can have, so I have to act like I'm humble. So then he started rapping. Somebody said, you're handsome. I'm like, oh, thank you so much. Like, oh, yeah. Thank you so Everybody much. thought you were handsome. Even I was like, who is this yeah. handsome motherfucker right here? Well, I wasn't, I mean, I, I was not, like, thinking that. I, you have to understand, man. It's one thing being good-looking and knowing it. It's another thing being good-looking and just feeling very, very normal on the inside. Like, you know, like, I wasn't raised thinking that I was, like, this walking. Well, you, you don't need to be raised. We Like, everybody called it. There were certain girls that had a crush on you. In the crew, because you were so damn handsome, man. That's but she didn't give any time of day in the Bills' girlfriend. No time of day. That was a long time ago. I know that was three years ago. This is 2019. He's about you, Team yeah. You. Then, I don't know then, your name. Or I if I did, I would tell anybody your name. But the fact of the matter is, he's Team You. He wants to play for your team. Hashtag play for Nabil girlfriend team. Nabil girlfriend, go, go, go. I don't know what you're saying. But anyways, I'm getting sidetracked here. Huh? I don't have a girlfriend. Okay. Well, special lady in his heart. Anyways. I hate labels, man. Well, okay. We're going to label it like this then. It's complicated. We all know that. No, see, that's another label because Facebook made it a label. It's just this. You don't have to, like, people that are like, are we together? They're going Dutch. Are we together? Are we not together? Are, you guys are together. You love each other. See, he's all twisted. He's so confused. He don't know what to do. Like, I got them all mixed up right now in his emotions. Together or not together? Like, that, if you think that that is. Where the significance of the relationship. See, right now he's saying everything in parentheses, trying to, you know, trying to figure out a way to segue through this. 
So yeah. we're going to go ahead and watch them. Let's just watch. Let's listen. I've never had commentary before. This is actually pretty cool. It's like I'm getting my own black, angry, not angry. It was like Obama's angry black translator, except you're not angry. You're like jovial and black. You know what I mean? Like you're just my jovial black translator. See, now I'm a jovial black translator because right now he's trying to figure out ways to <laughs> ma manipulate the essence of this podcast by coming up with ways to basically segue through this conversation about his relationship, which I wasn't even going to go there. But the fact of the matter is I, I like watching him squirm. Yeah, I should literally watch the video. It's, it's on actually, YouTube. It's actually really fun. It's, it's really fun to... Uh, to hear somebody like analyze me in this way because because I know you <laughs> you know me but it's also but it's really not true I was actually trying to be more uh, he's trying to figure out ways to put this in a more mature statement basically he doesn't want to go Tom Cruise with it he's trying to go more you know molded and folded like a logic situation when he broke up with his wife hell but, yeah. hell yeah see what I mean see he's sitting here trying to keep it wholesome. And um, I'm gonna let him, cause I'm I'm not one. I'm not I'm not um, I'm not Breakfast Club, and I'm not not Hot 97. This is the delivery, bros, where we deliver it hot. But at the I same time, we don't boil the pot. I don't like that Charlemagne, and I know he's big, and he got his show, and people are like, "What are you doing?" You know, I don't really care. I'm just saying he's a kind of an asshole, and he just gets he likes to get people to their tipping point, and he's made money doing that. So good for him. It's just there's a lot of professions that I wouldn't I wouldn't do either. I don't know. DJ Envy pissed me off when he went after um um Dezus and um Dezus and Merrill. Who? What? Man, it's um these two dudes like they started off kind of like kind of like a podcast, but at the same time it was kind of like a talk show that was on the internet. And then they were on Viceland, and then they um moved to like HBO or was it Showtime? It's one of the it's one of the main like movie channels, whatever. It's a premium channel, but like. They'll have like everybody on there, sports people, comedians, all the types of stuff. And they got a good show. It's funny. It's like two dudes from the South Bronx. Wow. And it's a hilarious show. They made a joke about um DJ Envy. Like because DJ Envy got caught up um cheating on his wife like years ago. Oh shit, man. And so they made a joke and then they went on the uh, they went on the Breakfast Club and DJ Envy started going off like it's like, hey, yo, we got a problem. He started like trying to talk shit. Talking about he gonna throw him. You ain't gonna put my wife in this blah blah blah. Da, 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 da. And then he like throws his headphones and walks out. What? Yeah, like it was just like on some bullshit. Like you couldn't talk about this before the show. Damn! Like he just threw it at him like that, like out of the blue. Yeah, he was just like on some like on some fuck shit. He always is on some fuck. I've never seen him do anything nice. Until he's intimidated. That's the only time this man starts talking normally. But because of that, that show, though, we do get some good memes. Because put respect on my name. is still one of the greatest memes ever. All three of y'all. Why am I moving? Where am I'm, I going? I'm just, I'm just uh, moving stuff to give you a better angle. I want to show you my studio. So, uh, basically, here's the thing about Nabil. So, he's a rapper, okay? This is how I met him. I remember within like the first two sessions, we recorded the song. Right. And that song is actually on YouTube still. 
Which one was that one? The flip. Oh, the flip. Is it really on YouTube? I didn't Yeah, the flip is on YouTube. Who put it on there? I didn't put it on there. I put it on there. Oh, you dirty dog. Yes, there's a song that me and the Bill did like ancient times ago called The Flip. Which actually did get some good plays on the internet radio and stuff like that. But right. like it was the first time. We were actually gonna have Smooth on it too. Man, but... you know that song got trashed, bro, at the slap it. Oh, track. you talk about when Willie trashed that shit? Man, not that we, not that I not that any of us cared at the time because we all thought that the whole premise of that. Oh yeah, when we put that shit on Slap It or Trash It, it was just it wasn't meant for that show. That was not a song meant for that show, but like Man, I had, um, that show was kind of they were they, they didn't even listen, bro, because they can't they were not able to listen. Well, it was any consolation, like Casey Mixtape Radio actually played our shit and yeah. liked it. Yes, exactly, bro. So it's just like, you know, they were a different type of show. Casey Mixtape Radio they play a little bit of mixture of everything. They're just like, if it's Kansas City made, we'll play it. Anything from the Midwest, we'll fuck with it. Right. And so, like, like talking to um, talking to dude that runs Casey Mixtapes, we were going to play that shit on there. No problem. They were like, yeah, this is pretty dope. It's tight. You got any right. more? Send us some more shit. And I sent them a couple tracks that I've done in the past, and they like that, too. Right, man. And I, just want, I mean, I'm trying to just get a good uh, view here, but... I mean, you already you already know my studio is not like anything fancy. Like I've never, I've never upgraded it to the fancy fancy look. I just wanted to get high quality stuff and have just very minimal amounts of things so that I can travel with it, be able to move it. If I go to like a hotel room, if I go to a different city, right? It's everywhere with me. It's like my, um, it's like taking, a, it's like having a baby. You know what I mean? Like you just mm. gotta take it with you. I mean, shoot, I got to wear, I got a bag just in case I need to take my equipment with me. My shit's mobile, too. Right, right. And you can see, like, my little screens that I got going on there. I have, like, different views. I have three of them, and uh, I got my little microphone booth right here. It's like a little shock mount, as you can see. And The shocker. My desk right here is like my little snacks. And, yeah, man, this this is how I do it. And it's simple. I've had many, many artists come through here. Shout out to Jackpot Flex, big time. That dude is a hardworking artist, man. You guys should check out his music. Uh, at Jackpot Flex, he's on Spotify, Apple Music. We've done a lot of good work together. He's done work with other producers, mm-hmm. other engineers and stuff. But I feel like we, him and I have done a lot of uh, consecutive work together. And, and every song that I worked on with him, I really, really enjoyed. And he's... Uh, He's a good. He's a good artist, man. I, honestly, that dude deserves uh, success, and he deserves to uh, to get it because he's a he's a hardworking artist, and he's in Kansas City. You guys should search him up, look him up. He's a real, real cool dude in real life too. You know, he's a big black dude, and intimidating. You know, but you talk to him, and he's like the nicest guy ever, man. So that's like one of the things, one of the reasons I like working with him. He's always like. Uh, so he was always in here. Like we were always like recording and, um, you know, uh, him and, you know, I mean, I, I didn't really invite too many artists into my, into my home. It, it takes, uh, it takes a lot of me knowing you to be able to feel comfortable and having you like, mm. come to my house. you know what it I mean? It took me six months to get to his damn house, guys. Yeah. And six I, months. And I liked it. I actually liked Anthony. And, um, I still haven't met his mama. I'm hurt. He's met my mama. 
Yeah, but you know, it's different with me because with you, you know, your mom lives here. My mom does not live here, so it's also oh, like, so you don't even invite me over for dinner. Meet meet the family. Man, you already know you invited. You don't need no invitation. Okay, then I want to meet your mama. Hurry Thank it up. You. I already told you you through uh, tomorrow. We I gotta work. You. I gotta go DJ at a wedding. Yeah, it's a perfect opportunity to throw your life away. Don't be using my quotes. This is exactly what I'm going to be doing. Speaking of which, what are you going to tell people the news? What news? About Unlabeled. Oh, man. Unlabeled. Yes, bro. Like, man. These, these guys, bro, they, they, they adopted me, brought me under the wing. Like, it's, it's, been, it's been an absolute honor, man. They, they gave me uh, access to their studios i was entering i was interning with them and doing an interning train uh an internship training with them and it was it was very very nice i learned a lot of things i thought you know you go in there because i've been doing this for i've been doing this sound engineering for 12 years mm -hmm. professionally i could say now you know 10 to 12 years professionally and i've done i've done everything man i've done movies i've done like I've done, you know, I've, I've worked on movie sets, like, like real movie sets. I've done like college films, um, just albums for people, orchestras, like post-production for sound for film, you know, just anything, voiceovers, radio stations. I was a production manager at a radio station in Jordan overseas. Um, I did a lot of things to do with music and it was still refreshing to learn something new, even if it was like one or two things that I've never heard of, it's rare for me to learn something actually helpful. You know, you can learn a lot of shit, but in music and, and, and engineering, and big shout out to the guys at Unlabeled, man, like, for real, like they, they're chill, they're laid back, um, even as an environment to record at, and I'm just new, you know, uh, as an environment to record at, it's very, very laid back. They their artists are the priorities, you know, like they make everybody comfortable, make you feel at home. They got like refrigerators, coffee machines, and, you know, great service. Studios are on point. Impeccable. Soundproof is, you know, soundproof very, very well. Microphone quality is very good. You got a bunch of really, really talented engineers, and, and you know, it's managed by this dude called Els. Super cool dude, super down to earth. Everybody's there. It's chill. And uh, yeah, man, if you guys ever need recording, not to sell myself on this thing, but man, sell yourself. Oh, you know, at I'm No Bell. I work at Unlabeled Records. I'm even proud to. Uh, Forty bucks an hour, y'all. If you are in Kansas City and you are a rapper, singer, or something, come see this man. He will make you sound great. No, for real, for real, man. Like, if you guys need any kind of, even if you don't want to, just even if you just don't want to record, and you already have the recordings, and you feel like they're solid, and you just want them mixed and mastered and edited in a professional fashion where they sound industry, you know, you could just mm -hmm. shoot me a text message or a message or an email or Instagram or. And I'll put that in the link below. Whatever, and thank you. You know, man. Yeah, I have him send me all of his links, and we're gonna put it below. Yeah, here. Can I do Down. this? Can I do below? And then, like, you make a box appear from my hands like this? Never mind. All right. Well, that uh, there goes our 60 minutes. Till next time.
Okay, so. Ask away, young gremlin. Special moments with Nabil. This fool right here. Nah, yeah. but like, Nabil, just keep pushing, bro. I know you've been through a lot. Gotta keep pushing, man. We've all been through a lot, bro. Yeah, I mean, hell. I was at the hospital two weeks ago. Jeez, you never, <clears throat> did you? You didn't tell me about this. This one. Uh, yeah. See what happened was, um, I kind of sort of almost died. What? Blood pressure was two hundred and something over one hundred and ninety-three. Man, that is. And my potassium level was so damn low. It's usually supposed to be three point seven to five point zero. You mean, Mine was twenty. Was two point four. Bro, hold on, man. Let me just transfer this banana to you. I mean, I know it got some spots, but it has a lot of potassium in it, bro. Actually, I like it when bananas are spotted like that. Better flavor. All right. I don't like it too ripe. No, I don't like it. Green. I don't like it when it's green. Yeah, no, it doesn't taste that good. No, I like them just like that when they're a little aged. Oh yeah. So many jokes we can make about that right now, but let's go back to what you were saying, man. So anyway, so yeah, I almost died, but I'm alive. Anyway, so back to the show. Um, <laughs> back to the show. Well, I guess I guess we'll talk about that later. Then. No, nah, I mean, really. Okay, I'll keep I'll keep it real. So anyway, so yeah, just um, blood pressure was up, and just it was bad. Yeah. How you gonna leave the camera when I'm sitting here? Telling no. you a personal, intimate side of my life. No, no, no. I'm listening, man. I'm just hanging the jacket up. Uh-huh. We're in the middle of a podcast. I mean, I thought that was cool. Well, not leaving the ghost strip. I'm not stripping, man. I just don't want to take my. I just want to take my jacket off. I don't off. know why you had the jacket on in the first place. I was outside and it was cold, Anthony. Is it looking like Drake in the comeback season album. No. Photo. I'm just not trying to be all sweaty and. He had on the cut. He had the comeback season style jacket on. When Drake used to have the haircut, it was kind of like this. Like, <laughs> oh my god, man, my hair looks nappy. You think I'm over here fixing my appearance? Still here trying to be Arabian Drake off. over here, shit. <laughs> if Drake had uh, some nappy eyes, uh, long hair that needs a haircut, so. Which, by the way, I don't know if you even remember how long my, my hair was, but it got way too long, bro. I'm talking about, like, it started reaching, like, probably down here. Like, oh, you were getting that Jesus length. Yep, yep. And, and when it got biblical, that's when I had to cut it. I had to cut it a little bit. Like, just, like, take, you know, like, two, three inches out of it, which are inches I could afford. Oh, so, my God. Off my hair, Anthony. Gosh, you have such a dirty mind. I'll even show you, bro. This is not something I usually do, but I will show you. So I don't no longer have the... Well, I mean, you have black ancestry. Of course, you're going to have, like, some some hair like me. I mean, doesn't everybody have black ancestry, bro? Look at this. But, man, you got black ancestry, though. It's in there. There is black in you. <laughs> well. Man, you look like Andre 3000 in the Equipment Eye album. What is that? You never you never listened to the Outcast album McQuimini? No. Okay, you were looking like Andre three thousand in the Equipment Eye album when his hair was all permed out. 
Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I thought you were going to say, like, Cat Williams or something because he's cool. No, I say Andre. He's cool as fuck, too, man. I, I just don't – I just never saw – I just never knew him as that. that oh, way. yeah. He's had a perm. He's had a fade. He's had all types of hairstyles. You know what? I did see him in a perm now that I think about it. I take that back. Mm. I do remember seeing him in a perm. Yeah, he had one for the Equipment album. He also had one for the um, – What's the name of the freaking album? I can't think of it at the top of my head. Right, Stink On You. Mm. Both great albums. Equipment is my favorite. Equipment See, I'm learning new things every day. Yeah, it's not going to go to that album. I don't like these artists, man. Okay, so I grew up. I grew up overseas, man. I grew up in Jordan. So Jordan rap for me was basically discovered, and you might think this is bullshit. You might think that I'm lying, and I swear to God, this is not a made-up story. I really, really cannot, like, stress enough how much this is important to me because this actually happened, and um, it's the truth. Whether you think so or not, mm-hmm. I was on the street. I was a young, I was a young kid. Now I had I had heard rap before that, right? I'd heard like random rap, just here and there, nothing too special, nothing that is like nothing from you know nobody from the greats. It was just like. TV shit, right? Right. And then one day I'm walking, and and, and I and it's in my neighborhood. It's in the in the backside of the house, and I'm walking. It was this like really long road uh, that had just gotten done. Like the road was a dirt road before, and they just like laid out the tar and made it into like an actual street where cars can drive um, without exploding and shit. So. Um, yeah, obviously it's an exaggeration, but you know it made quality better, right? It was a nice neighborhood, so they needed to improve the quality. Neighborhood was growing, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyways, on one of these days, I'm, I'm I'm walking by. You know, I'm a kid. I think I'm like sixth grade, something like this. You know, I'm very very young, like 11, 12 years old. I can't even remember. And I'm just walking around, and I look down, and there's a tape, a tape. Not a CD, not a, you know, a, an actual, just a tape, a cassette tape. I don't know if the young audiences, if there are, if there's any listening, I know you guys probably don't know what that is, but it was like a little cassette tape. And I had a Walkman back then, which was, by the way, the shit. I loved it. They went everywhere. Oh, yeah, I love Walkman, man. Shoot, that takes me back. Man, I had a Sony Walkman. It was state-of-the-art at the time. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I got or something and I was so ecstatic but I had nothing to listen to so I was stuck there listening to like old cassette tapes that I had at home it was just like random different Arabic music which was cool you know and or like classical like just classical music that my you know that my mom thought was cool or was no. yeah, you know like it was, it was so like that. that shit's dope though I understand yeah it was it was you know and, and, and I was very influenced by like jazz music and blues and like I used to, when I was younger, when I was like really, really young, I used to listen to uh, like Etta Jones and, uh, and uh, sorry, I mean, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, did I, Etta Jones, mm-hmm. right? You, you know what I'm talking about, right? Okay, mm-hmm. okay, so I didn't get that wrong. Like uh, everybody from Cadillac Records, like from that movie Cadillac Records. Oh, okay. Years later, like, because it's been a while, you know, like it, it, a while has gone and then like, Years later, go by, and then, like, that movie pops up, hmm. you know, comes on. And I'm like, oh, my God, I used to listen to this. I had the words memorized and everything. I was like, I remember this from my childhood, bro. How, the hell, how do I remember that? Like, I don't even know. But it was, like, inside of me. I loved 
like it was inside of like my soul that music bro i loved it and um that's the kind of music i was listening to until one day i saw a cassette tape and literally the cassette tape only had three words written in like some busted ass sharpie like some busted ass, mar busted ass marketer was almost faded away and it just said rap r-a-p that's it that's all it said rap so i take it put it in my walkman rewind it and then i listened to it and it had songs by tupac it had songs by eminem it had songs by dre it had i uh, uh fuck it had some like dude everybody at the time i had no idea like i knew that this was rap music but i just didn't really know and i spoke english but my english was like i learned i learned english like in, in overseas so like it was americanized but it wasn't like you know it, it, the influences were not as powerful and then hip-hop happened right it started, started happening man and i saw that cassette tape and i swear to god man when i tell you that unraveled everything in my life like everything started for me and like i that's when i knew that i don't know i wanted to be a rapper man and i started i, I was writing i was writing songs before that i was writing rhymes and poems before i even started rapping and then when i saw rap as an outlet it just like connected one with the other and well rap corrupts a generation yeah man it's just real for a lot of people everybody's a rapper Everybody's a producer now. Everybody's a rapper now. Everybody wants to be famous now. Everybody thinks they got what it takes now. And some people do, and, and a lot of people do. A lot of people got what it takes. But it's such a hyper-competitive place. And now everybody's wanting to sound unique, and it's getting harder and harder because just like we said in the beginning, there's really nothing new, man, under the sun. Every artist almost sounds or is sounding the same more and more and more. And then the differences are becoming more, less and less and less. And we're starting to settle for just very little differences now from one artist to another. Like if an artist says the same exact words, but just changes their voice from like a high pitch to a low pitch, it's gonna be seen as a completely different style when really it's not. So. Um, what I can just say, you just gotta do you. Gotta keep doing you. And that's not to hate. I'm just saying, man, like, be open-minded to everybody. Like, it's easy to, to, to be lost in that, you know, one, one only the new, the new school shit. It's easy to get lost in that. Or only, like, oh, I only listen to old school. Like, I only listen um, to old school grade. That is it. There's some good new school rappers out there. That's why I'm just kind of like, I don't give a fuck. If he's making good music, I don't give a damn what generation it is. As long as he's respectful and yep. he brings something good to the culture, I'm cool with it. Like we got the Kendricks, we got the Coles, we got the Crits, we got the Smoke Dizzas, we got all these different MCs that are bringing something and contributing to the game. Yeah, they may, uh, some of these games I'm actually named may not be like worldly known, but when it comes down to what they do for hip hop in their own realms, greatness, King Los. Man, I mean, you got girls like Ruby Ibarra, you got Snow the Product, you got. Il Camille, I mean, you got the Dizzy Wrights, you got Jaron Benton. I mean, we can go down the list of all these motherfuckers that are out here doing something. They may not be mainstream, a lot of these guys I'm named. At the same time, they got their own following and they're still killing it in the game. 
No, man, I completely agree, dude. Like, I mean, Hobson to me is one of my favorite rappers. Uh, yeah, and right now I know he's taking a hiatus, and I hope wherever he is or whatever he's doing, he's, you know, getting himself together because I know he was fucking depressed with his last song he put out. Well, I mean, well, you know, um, you know, he had an issue with um, my water. Pardon me. With his thirsty ass. Always thirsty. Stay thirsty, my friends. Stay thirsty. But, uh, you know, he had that problem with his... Uh, his baby uh, mama, yeah, no. Mama and then... So he's probably still dealing with those uh, court, you know, court hearings because, you know, those things can drag, drag out for years. They do here in America, so... Hey, I'm Eric Morris with Morris and Varro. We provide accurate and cost-effective foundation repairs as well as dry solutions for your basement or crawl space. Now, if you're in the Atlanta metro area and you have water coming in below your house or you see cracks in your foundation wall, then give us a call at 770-546-3998 or visit our website at morrisonviro.com. Also, you can follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at morrisonviro to find useful resources that can help you with your foundation solutions. I mean, a lot of it is too, like, he he made, like, this song, like, months ago where he's basically saying I fucking quit for the time being. Like, he was just saying it just... I need to step away. He was sounding all depressed and shit. He sounded like he was down there suicidal. So, and that was like beginning Hobson, of summer. Hobson is, is exceptional at portraying emotions in an exaggerated fashion, but also sounding realistic and cool about it. Like, he's so mm -hmm. good at that anger, at portraying anger and portraying sarcasm, funny. And like, he's kind of like, He's kind of doing what, and he's even admitted this, by the way. Like, like I'm not mm. trying to take away from his own originality in any way, because he's original to me. He he sounds like Eminem. He has that Eminem, you know, that vibe. I mean, sure. Eminem even quoted Hobson in his last album. Yeah, he called him out. Like, he's like, you guys are all just trying to be me. Like, and I get it. And maybe, just maybe, because Hobson looks up to Eminem so much. Mm -hmm. That he took that in a way where it was just not like he took that more to heart because you know how they say don't ever you know beware of meeting your idols because you may be like seriously disappointed and 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 Hobson has admitted before that Eminem is one of his and he's in fact one of his idols and he's one mm -hmm. of the people he's learned from and like you know um, that he thought was one of the best in the game so getting called out by Eminem I mean. If Eminem calls me out, I'd feel some type of way, but... Uh, that was it, though. It wasn't even a negative call-out. He was just, like, people that are part of the culture. He said Logic, Hobson, and a couple other names. Like, shouting them out. Like, he thinks they're good rappers for the culture. Oh, shit. So he was actually giving them good props. No, yeah, he was giving them props. He was just like, just like well, I invented the Hobsons, the Logics, the, thump, the... Yeah, like, he was basically shouting them out because, like, Hobson, like, flipped his shit on Instagram talking about... It's like, listen, holy shit. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. Eminem thinks I'm part of the culture. I got to call my mom. Maybe now he needs to, well, maybe he needs to take a hiatus just to process that shit so it doesn't get to his ego. 
man, that's some ego. That would be some ego tripping shit right there. Your favorite rapper shouts you out on the track. If Method Man ever shouted me out on the track, or or more more so, even uh, putting you on a track, like that would be even doper. Seeing them both on a good track together. One of my bucket lists: Method Man, Red Man. If you're listening, I don't even care if you guys body me because I'm gonna try to body y'all. But either way, I would love to have you guys on the track. <laughs> and you know how I look at it, Anthony. Like, no disrespect to any rappers. I realize that there's some good rappers out there. But there's not a rapper that I would be scared to rap against. Like, there's, it's just not, it is not, because the thing is, man, the thing is, the rapper's notoriety is what will carry you. But I guarantee you, if we both wore masks and our voices were different, like, well, let's say nobody knows who I am and nobody knows who some really famous rapper is. Mm-hmm. You know what the chances of that rapper winning become at that point if you don't know who the person behind the mask is? Truth. You tell me. You tell me. And we just switch, we just change just a little bit, just enough in that person's voice. It's sort of like Eminem and Lil Wayne when they did those two collabos together. Everybody was saying, all the Lil Wayne fans were like, no, Wayne had the better verses. No, Eminem had the better verse. No. Nope, because it's always perspective, man. It's never, ever, ever real. What you say. Wayne's single sounded better. No, Eminem's single sounded better for the, uh, for the CD. As far as I'm concerned. I mean, they were both. They both did their thing. Man. I blew Eminem in the stadium. Oh yeah, I blew. I blew Lil Wayne in a European stadium. My dick's yeah, bigger. His I, dick's I, I was about to get political with this because this just reminds me, and I don't know if that's off the tables or not, but I don't care. Um, like you know how like for me, it just reminds me of, of a two-party solution, and like we always think in black and white, like. When 50 Cent and, and the game were, were having their beef, everybody was like, I'm team 50, I'm team game. And and it's like, I like both, you know? They're both great. I enjoyed both. And I to be quite both. honest, I thought the beef was stupid. Get Rich or Die Trying was hot, and so was uh, the, the documentary. documentary. That was one of the hottest fucking rap albums I've ever heard. In my I remember life. they had the documentary and the fucking um, Massacre, the, the 52nd like, mainstream album come out. Like yeah. around the same time, and they had some of the same tracks on there. Yes, dude. And the thing is about that is like they were both dope ass albums, but people were like, people that liked Fifty Cent were like, you know, yeah, Fifty Cent, you know, he's the man, he's the dude, he's this, he's that. And the people that were fucking with the game and that were more on the West Coast, like, yeah, no game is harder. And like, it's like, but you know, deep down, like when nobody's listening or your homies are not there, you're probably bumping. Uh, you know, both rappers, or, you know, you probably like 50 Cent, too, or you probably like the game, too. doesn't matter. Just I just like motherfuckers that rap. I like people that are good at rapping, and I like people that do it. I don't like people that are... Listen, man, I stopped even caring about rap. It's not even rap anymore. Like, to me, it's not even rap. Like, we're not even rappers. At this point in time, at this point in my life, I am no longer a rapper. I, ha- I cannot even look at myself as a rapper. I'm not even trying to be a rapper. Like, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to be an artist, and when I say that, I'm not trying to sound pretentious. I don't mean it in a pretentious way in any way. That's I'm very saying, hipster of you, Nabil. Yeah, I don't want to sound like a hipster with a man bun that's going to make you a, a you know a cold-brewed latte. Like, I'm not trying to do that. I'm trying to... motherfuckers are delicious, though. I ain't going to sit here and lie. You know, they probably are. I don't even drink them, because I don't drink that kind of shit. But... I, uh, I'm sorry, you like your brevas. You know I don't drink fucking dairy milk, bro. But, oh bullshit! You were drinking brevas. You put me on the brevas. 
I put you on to oh the Brevi lattes. Yes. What four years ago? Okay, that was three years ago, and I had diarrhea because of you. Yes, and obviously dairy does not go well with you either. So how about you stop the shit? <laughs> hey, you were the one who were drinking them every day, so don't even give me that BS. I was like, hey, yo, let me order you a Breva, bro. Yeah, that was no. First of all, that is not something you can have every day. That was a treat for me. That was a treat. Oh, BS! Every time we met up, we always had Breva at that coffee shop, Westport Coffee Shop. Yeah. Shout Over out, there. no, 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 Broadway Coffee. Was Broadway okay? We went to Broadway Coffee Broadway every time Broadway. we would meet up. It'd be like yeah. in between us doing Uber and shit. Beverly Latte's were the bomb because it was freezing. It was in the middle of the winter, and you know those things are satisfying as hell. And by the way, that was not an everyday thing. Every time we met up, we had them, but we only met up like three times at that coffee shop, and all three and only twice did you get it. And the last time you're like, no, I'm not doing that to my stomach again. Yeah, know. because I didn't want diarrhea. <laughs> and, you know, it just, it never gave me that kind of reaction. I just stopped having dairy throughout ever since then because it's just, you know, whatever. I have my own personal. Opinion. So are you a vegan now? No, man. I mean, I, I eat it. I eat everything. I just don't eat. I just don't eat red meat regularly. That's all it is. Like, I have it like once every. It's like, I know you had a kebab like in the last couple of weeks. I have not had a kebab in the last couple weeks, man. What the hell? Your mama's here and you ain't getting no um, no good food? And my mom, my mom, my mom and I, like, like she she cooks literally, like, my mother was one of those moms that cooked healthy for us growing up. Like, yes, we ate Middle Eastern people. We eat a lot of rice. We eat a mm-hmm. lot of meat. We eat a lot of, um, like, not a lot of meat, but, like, it's a lot of, like, um, like vegetable-based foods. Anyway, like, falafels, that's chicken mm. I love falafels. You know, I don't know what our obsession with chickpeas is, but we have great leaves. Hey, chickpeas have, are amazing, though. I love chickpeas. Zucchinis, you know, we mm. everything, every vegetable that you can think of, any vegetable. Think of any vegetable. When are you going to invite me over so I can eat over there? Hmm? I'll okay. take some eggplant. I love eggplant. You like eggplant? Hell yeah, I like eggplant. That's just good. Bro, bro, I got you, man. You know what? I got you, bro. I, I'm going to personally... Make sure that you have a very, very authentic Mediterranean dish that you love, that you that you will think about for a long time. Exactly. I'm going to come over. You got to invite me over when mom's is cooking. I'll come over. If you want me to, I'll bring a pie. I'll bring, like, Patty LaBelle's pie or something. You like okra? You like okra? Yeah. Okay. So Arabs call okra bamia. Bamia is basically... Um, like, well, the bami that we make is basically a okra dish that is cooked, first of all, sauteed in um, fresh garlic, olive mm. oil, and oh. like different random spices. They saute and they make a home-based tomato sauce that's like, you know, oh. thick enough for it to like go, but not too thick where you can't scoop it with a spoon. So like, it just covers the, the bami, it covers the okra, and then you stir it up with it, you put you drizzle some olive oil on it, and you can put some, uh, you know, chunks of meat in there, like, you know, boneless meat. Some people add different random things to it. But it's one of my favorite uh, dishes growing up because I just love okra, man. I love fried okra, grilled okra, cooked okra. You ever had pickled okra? I don't even care. It's so good for me, you know. You ever had pickled okra? I think I had. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, shit, man, we pickle everything. I had olive trees. Growing oh, up in my house, like we had olives. 
literally up, like inside of our house. It, it was so abundant. We had figs growing everywhere, lemon trees, grape trees. Like, oh, I wish I had one of those trees out there and here, but we never had berries. Like, I've never had blueberries out there. I came here and I was like, blueberries? This is intense. Mm -hmm. Blueberry flavor? Like, blueberry flavor back there was like food coloring. You know, like, it was not real. It's sort of like the blue raspberry of flavorings, where yeah, blue raspberry is not even a real thing. <laughs> exactly. You know, and a lot of fruits and like watermelon doesn't have seeds. I've never seen a seedless watermelon until I came to the States, man. No, I, I've never seen a. I've never seen a watermelon with seeds here. Isn't that crazy? I, I haven't seen a seeded watermelon here. Oh, no, shoot. Go to the farmer's market. You'll find plenty. Yeah, that's man. That's watermelon I prefer to have myself. Yeah. That's crazy. I'll, I'll, I'll fuck up the watermelon. I'll eat a whole watermelon in one setting. Oh, man. Watermelon. The whole thing with a spoon. Just sit there and eat it. Like, just cut it in half and just... Eat like a bowl of cereal. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. That's like the best. That was the, the best. All right, so it's official. I'm going into Bill's house. Mom's cooking. He's cooking. I want to go over there. I'm going to break bread. Oh, you know, I can cook too, so it's all good. I know you can cook. That's what I'm saying. You know, I want to go over there, have some good halal food, you know. Yes, sir. We keep it halal, kosher, and uh, FDA approved. There's like no poke on the folk. We talking like cattle, poultry, anything that goes walk walk or squawk squawk. It might move. And we're gonna we're gonna put it on a stick, roast it, put some of those beautiful flavors and seasonings that I love to buy up at the um at the market in yeah. River Market. Cause now I'm sorry, I got some of the best seasonings in the world in your culture of Mediterranean culture. Um, we have so many seasoning things in our. So like you know, for everybody watching, like I don't know if you guys, whoever knows me, whoever doesn't know me, like I'm my name is. My, my artist name is Nobel. My real name is Nabil. Actual name is Arabic. And I am of Middle Eastern descent. My uh, I told you he was from Jordan, folks. Y'all know where Jordan is? Y'all well, need looking at the map. Well, I'm, I lived in Jordan. Jordan is one of the countries that I owe a lot to because I, I spent a long time there living there, growing up there. Mm -hmm. um, originally, my, my mom is from Palestine, which is... Uh, oh, that's right. She is Palestinian. Say what? She is Palestinian, I forgot. Palestinian, and for anybody, you know, uh, out there that doesn't know where that is, that's like, that's the country that everybody uh, hears about when they hear about, like, the feud between the Palestinians and the Israelis. It's, like, right there, yeah. right, land, right where Jesus hailed from, right where, like, uh, you know, all cultures have come together and, and been together and, and that's actually beautiful i take pride in that man like even though i've never been there but just the mm. fact that i have that heritage you know um inside of my dna like it makes me feel proud because that is a very like it's a cool place to, to hail from even though i'm not from there you know but just uh, i take pride in it regardless and uh, that's why you're so handsome i mean uh, well i mean if if I was, then it probably has something to do with being blessed by the holy water. So, I don't know. It's the Dead Sea, man. It's good for your skin. I don't know what the heck it is. Man, I'll tell you a story about the Dead Sea, bro. First of all, the Dead Sea is exactly what it is. It's dead. So mm -hmm. if anybody doesn't know, the Dead Sea has no fish whatsoever in there. It's absolutely... Too salty. 
it's not only salty, it is the saltiest, most salt-dense body of water that exists worldwide. It's impossible to find anywhere else that has that level of salt and that amount of water. And the reason, and, and, and to, prove, to prove that, if you go to the Dead Sea, it is impossible to dive. You can't dive. You will always, always float, no matter what. You're always floating. That's why tourists go there, they sit in the water, and they just float with their drinks sitting right next to them. So it's a very, uh, very cool spot. But if you, if you ever, and it's very healing, super healing, you know, but it burns like a motherfucker. It will burn you so, it will burn you so. Don't go in there with open wounds. Man, I messed up doing that. You went in there with open wounds, Nabil? I mean, I was a kid. You know, I used to fall. It's, it's salt water, Nabil. We went on this uh, field trip with, with school, and then, like, everybody was like, ah, you know, we had a little hotel that they booked for us, like, as a group, and, you know, we, like, the hotel was connected to the beach, so, like, we just ran. I just ran directly to the sea, jumped in there. As soon as I jumped in there, my entire body started burning. I'm talking, bro, like, everything was burning, like, it was as though I, I, I was paper cut all over my body, and then somebody just started oh. sprinkling alcohol like like over it and that's literally how it felt so i ran back out jumped back into the regular pool which was in the hotel and it just like felt great again and then uh, i decided that it's probably not for me you know um but it did feel good man and that mud that people be selling here for like 30 dollars a mask that shit is free out there you go there Uh buckets of mud and go home and you could just do whatever you want with it man you could Pack it, sell it, do whatever you want. I'm not trying to tell you to do that, but it's just a ripoff, guys. Like, yes, it is a ripoff. I'll buy the mud, man. Just go there and do it yourself. Probably be cheaper anyway. I mean, sure. There's other ways you can exfoliate. Yeah, there are yeah. so many different ways on YouTube to make a nice scrub that's all natural for your face. Look yes. at Black Fabio exfoliating. Yes, who's I Fabio? Use brown sugar. Who's Fabio? Me, Black Fabio. Oh, oh, like Fabio, exactly. Use that brown sugar, coconut oil, and, and cocoa butter. Damn right. That's why I look as good as I do. Look at his face. Actually, man, my hair, whatever I use for my hair, it never works unless it is, like, for real, man, black people products, black people hair products and skin products are the fucking best, man. Like, Well, I mean, not- it works because, like, technically, you think about it, even though you would technically be... They would probably categorize you more of Asian descent. You guys are a lot like us. Well, the thing is about the Middle East is that uh, what a lot of people don't know is the Middle East is just like America. Like we have white people. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Aryan, blonde, blue-eyed white people that look just like they are living. Like you would not mistake them for American white people. We have not so they open their mouth with like Arabic or Persian. Like Farsi or something like that. They start talking to you normal, and then you're like, okay. But you're expecting that, though. You're not expecting them to talk to you in, in another language. You're expecting them to talk Arabic because you've already acclimated mm-hmm. to uh, – and you can even go back and see uh, Malcolm X's story when he was – you know, he got so used to fighting the white devil for so long, and then when he went to do Hajj, which is the pilgrimage, which was in which is in Mecca, Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. back then, you know – um, and he saw billions, uh, he's uh, literally a billion uh, or like, th- I think 3 billion people or 
1.5 billion people visit that place um, in, in the pilgrimage season. They make so much money off of that. Like, it's insane, right? However, which is something I'm against, by the way, but that's a topic for a different day. But he went to, he went to Saudi Arabia, and he saw that the Muslims that lived there and the Arabs that were there, um, or the non-Arabs, they were of different races and cultures. And he saw mm -hmm. that white people were praying with the black people and the black people were praying with the Asians and with the Indians and with the, with, with, you know, various other races. You know what I mean? It wasn't just stuck on one uh, thing. And that's when he started getting his mind open. And when he came back, he brought that knowledge along with him. He started accepting the other races to come in because he believed that, you know, that ideology was, you know, what was false anyway. You know, an eye for an eye. He was like, damn, I got it wrong. And then, of course, then we of course, saw... got killed. Yeah. Because it went against the agenda. And, you know, it, it doesn't matter because religion, no matter what we say, no matter how offensive this could be to anybody, religion is the reason that people get killed worldwide. No matter what we... You know, like we can twist this around anyway, but ever since Abrahamic religions, the world's major problems have always happened due to religion. Now, and the funny thing is, and I've had conversations like this with so many people, so I'm touching on, we're talking about religion, we're talk talking about politics. Anthony, your, your podcast is the shit, bro. We are talking about things that everybody is scared to talk about. And you brought the right person here because, you know what, man? You should bring somebody on your podcast to debate me about this, to try to say something. What am I seeing, then? <laughs> yes, man. Hell to the no. I am not having a CNN show. Hell no. There's plenty of NPR shows in that. Oh, no. honest, honest to God, man. Honest, honest to God. I'm not trying to be overly passionate about something. but No, you're right, though. You ain't saying nothing wrong. If I thought so, I would argue with you, but I'm not. Right, right. And, and I, I just, like, all I, I really feel passionate about this because I really do feel that people need to be educated on these topics because there's a lot of ignorance going on. Mm -hmm. And if you want to choose to be ignorant, that's fine. That's fine. It's not fine, but it's fine because then, you know, you can't really argue with fools. So, like, you could stay in that lane and that's fine and you will always be known as that. But if you really truly want to get educated and in a right way, Never, ever, ever get your news from one source and never, ever believe one source over another mm -hmm. source unless it's just ridiculously clear and the facts are clear. But how yes. rare is that? You know, like, I don't believe anything. I'm just going to be, I'm just going to tell you straight up. I don't think any one particular thing is right or wrong. Everything is, is, is off feelings. And that's why religion is faith. You have to have faith that it's, it, that it's real, right? Mm -hmm. I mean... It's not really a... It's the a epitome matter. of faith. Like, you're taking a giant leap. Yeah, you're taking a, so, a big... Sometimes it's jumping off of my alpha mountain, hoping there's water at the, um, at the bottom, or it could be jagged rocks. It's a fucking leap of faith. And exactly. you know what? When it comes down to it, if you have faith, we're not negating your faith whatsoever. That's right. like the whole point of this conversation. Right, right. And it goes both ways, man. You can't be an atheist and be an extreme atheist either. You can't be an No, you can't. You can't be putting down people for having faith. Right. So know. that's the thing that we have to learn, like whether I'm whether I'm religious or not. Now I was born into a Muslim family, into a Muslim culture, and I and, and I believe in in the concept of God. 
I do. I believe in, in a higher power. But in my, in my older ages, I started to think that, you know, why do we have, why are there three different religions that are Abrahamic? Forget, I'm not talking about the hundreds of other religions, which I'm, I'm not undermining them either. Like there's Buddhism, there's Satanism, there's everything. I was shocked to see, and I'm not a Satanist, by the way, before anybody thinks, just because I'm wearing black and a chain, that all oh, this guy's a Satanist, you know. Oh my God. <laughs> Nobody okay. thinks you're a Satanist, you. I'm just saying, I'm just saying like, I don't want to like be a walking stereotype of I mean, sure, the Satanist could be somebody in a suit and tie. That's the whole thing. Like, there are all types of like forms of people. We were like, in, in, in religious cultures, like the, the ones that are Abrahamic, we're taught to think that Satanism is bad or the Satanists are bad because they have these devil rituals and whatever. And I read the 11 commandments of Satanism because I, and I had, I actually have friends that were scared to read the commandments as though the commandments were going to jump out of the screen and bite them because they were Christians and Muslims that were believers of God. And I believe in God, but how can you believe in God and not believe in the devil or vice versa? So don't you want to know what the devil wants you to do so that you can know how to fight? Don't you want to know your quote unquote enemy if you want to fight them or do you want sure. to just get away from them? And I'm not saying anything is my enemy. The devil is not my enemy. Uh, I, I don't hate any, like I'm just saying that that is what it is, man. And I read the 11 commandments and um, you should read them right now yourself, man. They are so Man, if it wasn't, I mean, it couldn't even be more normal, like quote-unquote normal. It might sound, word, like the wording might be a little bit. Oh, no, I know. A lot of them have the same morale value. Than, it's morale. Yeah, like they got the same morale value. The whole thing is they don't answer to nobody. It's just like their system is everybody is God. Right. Is there an extremist, is there an extremist group of Satanism? Oh, I, yeah. Just like everything else. Yes, so everybody has extremists, man. Like I mean, yeah, because like I mean, yeah, you gonna have the Satanists are like I sacrifice a goat on the blood moon, blah blah blah. You gonna have the Muslims who are like we got to kill all the infidels. Christians are like we got to kill everything that doesn't follow the right for God. You're gay. You're not with Jesus. You need to be thrown into the fire pits, um, etc. And man, the thing is like. I've had conversations like this with people that are very close to me and it kind of frustrates me that we're still at this level right now where we are scared to talk about religion and politics in a way as though like these are the things, those are the things that are going to define, you know, like if you're done, like I, I, I don't care who you voted for, you know, I'm obviously a minority and I didn't vote. I, I don't care. And I was doing Uber one time and then, one of my passengers got really, really mad when we started talking about the elections and she got offended when I told her that I didn't vote. She's like, who did you vote for? And she was an obvious Hillary supporter because she was white, she was middle-aged, and she was very, very drunk and sloppy. And mm. I'm not saying that that's, the, that's how every Hillary supporter is, but I'm just saying that it should oh, um, we had, um Let's take a moment to say hi to Mama Williams. Hello, Mama Williams. Nabil. Hello. Hey, Nabil, how are you? Oh, not too bad. Not too bad, ma'am. How are I've you? I've seen you in a thousand years. Oh, yeah, well. Nabil. Well, that, that makes me feel good because... You still look the same. You're still handsome, so you do. Thank you so much. Told you! you. I win! Oh, I win the argument! Well, it's not really an argument. I, I will know, not I argue. I'm telling this fool he's handsome. I will never argue with facts, man. 
See, yeah. and you're like, oh, I've aged. I've changed. Yeah, no, no. Thank I mean, you. I, I, Somebody I, had to tell me Saudi Arabian heartthrob. I mean, I, I only wanted to My say mom said you handsome. Well, my mom will tell you if you ugly. I just got more wise. That's that, just a little wise. I mean, shoot. Mom saw a dude with some taco meat on his chest in one of her favorite shows. She was like, he was fine until, ugh, he got that taco meats. Ugh. <laughs> wow, that was a that was a nice little like a nice little like lightning break because this was getting a little bit. I, I just don't want to. It's okay. And then on top of that, like here's the thing with me: when it comes to voting and stuff like that, for me, I just think of it this way: my people couldn't vote like 60, 70 years ago. And right. to be quite honest, if you're not worried about the federal like side of voting at least go for your local elections right right because right. i see it as a privilege because this is a privilege i didn't have like my people didn't have my grandparents and that is right in a privilege you know it really really is man and uh well, i'm sorry go ahead man i don't want to cut you off go i mean that's where my standing is on it just because of the fact i think voting is important because it's like yes i think the electoral college is still uh, is an outdated system right but when it comes down to it, my biggest focus is what's going to happen to my local communities. It's like, what are they trying to tax us for next? What's going to really change us here just in my community? Because at the end of the day, I live here in the Kansas City metro area. Right. So my import, like, who's going to be running the office? Who's going to be having their hands in a cookie jar? Right. That's the biggest, like, if you're going to go for anything to vote, I feel like you need to at least, you know, focus on what's happening at least at home. Right, man. Right. Now, right. when it comes down to it, regardless of who's president, they're going to do what they do. Neighbor's house until you clean your own backyard is basically what we're saying. Um, mm -hmm. And and that's and that's true, man. That's a, that's a good way to start, and that's what a lot of people are doing. And I have a lot more respect for that than uh, the presidential campaign. And here's the thing, man. Even as a minority with the Trump banning um, of travel. I personally was not affected. I personally was not affected. I'm a U.S. citizen already, but I do know people that were personally affected by this. Uh, yeah. You know, not to get into too many details about that, but there's thousands of people that are going through that, whether um, part of the Muslim ban, whether part of the, uh, the you know, the immigration um, from South America, whether like with the, mm -hmm. the wall in Mexico, like all this stuff that was happening. In the I mean, it partially affected you at one point. Like, of course to your did. parents and stuff, man. Like, yeah, and a certain person, I'm not going to name, but... Right, right. Bring, yeah, you went through a lot trying to get... Right, no, no, no. You know, I was uh, I, I was, I was married, and, and, you know, I was trying to get my, uh, my ex-wife, which is now my ex-wife, obviously, to the country, and it just didn't work, man. Like, it just was... Oh, you didn't see her for, like, two years. Yeah, like, year after year, and uh, uh, it just it kept dragging, and... It just was not going on, and like if they, the the vetting and she was a, a, a United Kingdom citizen, so she was British, so she wasn't even coming from like a war-ridden country as an um, as a refugee. She was just coming in as a uh, you know marriage, you know legitimate marriage, mm -hmm. kind of, and it still took a long time. But that story has happened hundreds and, and thousands of times with 
many different people. I know people are experiencing right now even worse, you know, like literally like three, four years of not being able to see your, your, um, your wife or whatever, even though you pay your taxes, you did everything the right way, but the vetting process is very, mm -hmm. very It really, really is. And it should be, you know, let's not forget. Like, right now, it's tough to be brown or black right now. <laughs> tough to be anything, man. You know what, man? I think it's even tough for white people. I don't care, man. I'm, I'm just going to say. I, yeah, like the low income, like especially lower income white people. Yeah. Everybody's going through. You know who's not going through it? It's, now it's becoming a social class thing. It's no. It's gonna slowly stop becoming about race. Race is gonna be there, but it's has always been the biggest problem, though. What race? I mean, we're, here's the thing: we right. say we're a democracy, but actually we're capitalists. We're no different than China. Yeah, but we're not even like we're not even capitalist anymore. Like we're not even really truly capitalist anymore. Like that's the thing: we we're we're always stuck in this like black and white state like uh democratic and republican or uh you know the, the black and white or you know uh, red and blue or like it's not it's not it's never that man. it's really never never that and if we always try to oversimplify things you cannot have an oversimplified solution for a country with 300 million plus people it does mm -hmm. not work man and especially if if this is a melting pot of people you know that that's how this country was was built. That's what makes this country great, right? Is like the differences and the variations of colors and tastes and flavors and spices and you know we have all types of weathers too in the United States. Like the country is really, really a great. This country is really a great country. I take pride. Sure. Oh, when it comes down to it, yeah, we're yeah. like I can already say we're better off than a lot of countries. Okay, yeah. like me and you having this conversation right now, we would have got shot dead in other countries. You know, and maybe so. Absolutely. Like, just being able to talk about, like, a lot of these issues and, and things. Like, there were things that we were not allowed to speak of in certain countries that I've lived in. I've told you stories before, Anthony, you know, like, I, and um, about, like, you know, not being able to say things about, like, certain people or, like, mm -hmm. having to, like, lower your voice when you talk about things. Not because you want to be, like, socially polite, because you are, you're actually afraid that you will get... If it goes to the wrong gears, that could be you. That's it. That's exactly, man. Exactly. You know, like whatever. That's neither here nor there. I didn't. I didn't grow up in like a in a. I don't want to make it seem like it was like a terrorized state. I was actually pretty. Um, I lived in a pretty stable uh, region, uh, country. It's it's called Jordan. Now we just mentioned it. Jordan. Was, I mean, it wasn't like you guys were like going. You didn't have the religious police and all that, did you? Well, Jordan is like more of a neutral country. Like the, the beauty of Jordan where I grew up, it was very, very uh, flexible. It was not, it was like we had Muslims and Christians and, and like non Okay, so you didn't have to worry about Sharia rule or anything like that. No, no, no. no. That, that, that actually does not even take place in majority of countries in the Middle East. That's exactly. So like, I was, like I, I was like, Jordan sounds a lot different because like from what you've explained to me about Jordan, it's like, you guys are pretty much just like us. Y'all just have some different rules than what we would do, but... There are cultural, like, there's, okay, so, like, for instance, restaurants, mm -hmm. every restaurant you can think of here, uh, like, from McDonald's, from, like, fast food restaurants to, like, high-class restaurants, there is a high chance you will find that in, in the Middle East. If not in the Middle East, for sure in Dubai. And, like, people forget, like, that there are countries out there that are war stricken. I'm talking about like destroyed by war, right? But then there mm -hmm. are 
just a couple, like not even a thousand miles away, you have a country that is super ultra rich and mm -hmm. that has like an abundance of money. And then you have another country that's right on top of that, that has no money and is like ridden by debt, like un unbelievably. So it's like a very, very different, every place in that region, in the Middle East, in the uh, semi-Arabic, like they call it the Arabic Peninsula, in that area, there are so many uh, contradictions. Makes and, sense. Yeah, and, and, and I, I'll speak against, see, that's the thing, I'll speak against my own uh, race of people before I will speak about somebody else's because I feel like, just like we said earlier, mm -hmm. it's important to clean up our own backyards and identify yeah, what we are. We're a mess too, don't get me wrong. We are. There's oh, a lot I'm of things we still are doing that we shouldn't be doing and it's making it hard for us to progress. Yeah, man. America's a young country, man, in retrospect. Look at, look oh, at yeah. America is literally an infant child compared to almost 90% of Oh, yeah. When it comes down to it, I mean, we've only got, like, what, a couple hundred years? That makes us, like, four years old in country time? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. If you think about it, that's a great analogy. It's, it's actually very, very accurate. Um, we're like that four-year-old. Yeah, no, we're kind of now understanding and remembering things, but we're still developing our brains. Well, okay, you, you want to know what, man? Think of, um, think of the most uh, progressive countries in the world right now. Like, what, do you, you know, what, what would you, if I was to tell you, like, what's the number one country in the world right Finland. now? Finland. Finland, you know, you have Canada, you have Finland, but mostly it's like the Nordic European countries. Like, mm -hmm. uh, like you said, they've Finland. been around for centuries. Yeah, Finland has the best education in the world. And then you have, uh, fucking, I mean, you have like Sweden, you have Belgium, you have Germany, all those Switzerland. countries. Switzerland, very high in the quality of life. But think about the history of those countries, right? The history of these countries where these guys were fucking barbarians, man. They were the Vikings. The mm. Nordic countries, the Viking countries, man, they were so savage. Like, they they did shit that nobody, like, you can't even fathom. Like, they were so, so bad. Like, they burned and pillaged. And, but look at them now. They are the number one countries in mm. human rights. It's a complete turnaround. You know, they... they they're very good with their people now. You know, they uh, are very civilized. They're very uh, progressive, very forward. Their, their laws are, are protective uh, against the, the, uh, the weak rather than how it used to be where they used to, like, prey on the weak. Like, they reversed everything and made mm -hmm. everything better. But you have to believe that if it wasn't for that barbaric, savage history, just like every other culture, no culture is immune to this, mm -hmm. you know? I tell, like, I've had conversations with people that, that I've upset before, you know, like, Arabs, Arabs used to have fucking the craziest shit, like, back in the day, historically, really, mm -hmm. they kill, kill people, like, for, like, cutting people's tongues for saying the wrong thing, like, cutting off people. The Hammurabi code. You know, the Hammurabi, or, like, an eye for an eye, and I, I don't believe Hammurabi was, uh... No, actually, Hammurabi is the one that came up with eye for eye, too, for two. Arabic, he may have been... Of Middle Eastern descent, but yeah, I, don't, I don't think he was Arabic, Arabic, but like the Hammurabi code was touching a lot of areas, especially like right. okay, if we're going from like Mesopotamia and on, it spread it. Right, right. Yeah. Even, let's go to um, let's go to for instance in, in certain regions in Africa, there were some African uh, tribes out there that believed they were superior to the other African tribes, 
And mm. correct me if I'm wrong, man. Like, I'm not even making this up, but correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, they would take the, their brothers and sisters and ship them off as slaves. Mm. You think black people got shipped? The, some of black people were shipped by white people. But yeah. you know, all, there had to have been one trader in there or a couple of traders in there that mm-hmm. sold their own brothers and sisters out. And that's always how it takes. It it's, it's basically what happened. I mean, when it comes down to what, I mean, unfortunately, we're the ones who started our whole thing of being served out of slaves in other countries. That's why a lot of us are pretty much everywhere. We're everywhere now because of slavery. Black people, I mean, this is not a, this is not a secret to anybody. Black people, especially back then, were superior physically. They could have taken anybody down. Like they could have physically taken the white man down at the time because mm. they had more agility, more skill. They had been used to like their like their ancestry and upbringing and like being growing up in those environments has helped them. I've seen a video of three African dudes with spears walking towards a herd, a pride of lions, like an entire pride of lions. There were only three guys and they only had three spears. And there was at least like 12 lions and they were able to scare off the lions and get the food that they hunted. The lions had to respect them. It's like some other. Was it the Maasai? It might've been the Maasai tribe. And I know lions fear the Maasai tribe. It's uh, it, it may have been the Maasai tribe, but the Maasai tribe, uh, do they wear, do they have the, the three reds? Yes. On their eyes. Yep. So it probably was. And there were, mm-hmm. Dude, they're just like skinny dudes that are like just very, very like ripped and just like holding spears, bro. And like they have like just zero, like zero fear approaching the lions. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And the lions just saw that shit. And they just, so like there are, I'm just saying, man, people are different. Everybody has had, but if you believe that one race or one culture is, in, I don't think anybody at this in this level in 2019, there's mm-hmm. nobody that has not made if you think your culture is innocent then there's no there's no culture that's innocent and as soon as we realize that and everybody gets off of their high horse and we stop saying shit like you know uh this guy is is from here when he's really not or like jesus was white when we all know he's not or Mm -hmm. like or or like for instance like uh like i don't know like that the you know that the problem is is immigration no, the problem is some immigrants, not all immigrants. The problem is some Americans, not all Americans. Well, problem- can I say this? You know what I mean? Yeah, and can I say this real quick? Yeah. I don't want to say this serious. You know what we need to do to, you know, have world peace? Sorry for talking too much, by the way. No, you're fine. You know what we should do to have world peace? What? We killed the white devil. I'm just kidding. I'm 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 so sorry to all the white people that listen to this podcast. I was kidding. Look at this light real quick. Uh, really? 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 No, no, no. That whole conversation ever happened and just edit the fuck out of that shit that we just No, I'm said. keeping that. Look, white people, I love you because a lot of you guys are white. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But no. Um, no, well, you know, if everybody could just coexist and understand each other to a level of respect... We would have world peace. But with human society, there's always a superiority complex that always divides us. Whether it's money, whether it's race, whether it's just 
some type of status. I got a bigger car. I got a bigger house. I got a bigger penis. You think you could do this shit to me? Really, Denzel? You're right, man. You're right. I mean, I just, you know, I figured I was wearing the black shirt and the chain. I figured I can, like... Really, Denzel? Try. Try. This this mofo over here trying to be Jordanian Denzel slash Palestinian. Hey, Denzel is my favorite actor, man. He's I mean, he's my favorite actor, too. But still, you over here... He over here trying to quote training day in the middle of my moments. This is, I just just want to, just, mm, you. I love you, man. I love you too, man. You know what? I'm going to take a picture of this on my cell phone and it'll be like a inception kind of. Inception. Why do you just screenshot it? No, because it has to be off of the phone so it can look more, uh, you know, 2019, 2020 almost. Is that the new iPhone? It's... It's uh, it's just the it's not the new one. It's the XR. The new one has three cameras, from what I heard. So, you know, they overdoing it now. They doing yeah. too much. I mean, this one is a definite upgrade from what I had. So, oh, you talking about that POS that kept on dying? Man, you already know. It's like, hey, Anthony, I'm gonna click. Hey, Anthony, five hours later, I finally got my phone to charge. It's like, so did you still want to hang out? Bro, it's 12 o'clock at night. I'm sorry my phone died. Click. And we hung out later than that before. See, Nabil is always late to stuff. No, I'm not. He's always on color people time. I'm really... Let me tell you right now. You hang out with a um, whatever I dudes. I'm going to let you know right now. Yeah, just not You're going to be like three hours late going to the club. You're going to be like three hours late getting to... Getting to dinner. Hey, but you won't pay for you won't pay to get in the club. You won't pay to get in the club though, and you won't pay for dinner. I'm letting you know right now though. You're gonna wait about three by two to three hours. That's about it. So if you can wait, you'll get free hookah, you'll get free whatever. But it's gonna be a couple hours. They're gonna be late. It's like I'm sorry, baby, I had to go work on my other business. Cause like every Arab person I know got like what that one home you got like five or six business going. He got the um, Bluetooth in his ear. We be kicking it, and he's still on Bluetooth, <laughs> like talking business. <laughs> that's, not, that's not lying, though. That's not lying. I mean, seriously, when it comes down to it, that's the reason why Buster Rhymes made we getting their rap money. When it comes down to it, we be hustling twenty four seven. This fool will be working like three different gigs. He's like he delivering food. He's driving people around. He's, I don't know, probably a part-time stripper now. I don't know. Then on top of that, he's recording music. Are you talking? Were you talking about me this whole time? Because I don't even do none of that anymore. I'm just saying. This is like when I first met him. He had a Bluetooth in his ear. He was in there doing Uber. He was delivering food. He was working at Whole Foods. He had like three different jobs, and then he was doing engineering recording too. 
never had a Bluetooth in my ear. Oh, BS, you had that one Bluetooth when I first met you. Uh huh. You had that one that was like right around your neck. That you connected around your ear and you just you magnetically plugged it. Yeah, I, that's the one I'm talking about. You had the Bluetooth in your ear when I first met you. I bought the Bluetooth, the douchey Bluetooth one with the one ear, and then you just put it right there. Like you're talking about that one. And I had the. the, the you hey, know, you still had a Bluetooth in your ear in the bill. Huh? You had a Bluetooth in your ear. I got headphones in my ears. I walk around with headphones in my ears. And it I was still, it's still a Bluetooth. It could ask to your phone, Bluetooth wide. Not anymore. You know how much some, you know how much some shits cost for this phone? Like a hundred dollars for the. I know they're earpods. Yeah, hell no, I'm not buying. You know where to get the bootleg ones for like five dollars on Wish. I will not do that. Yeah, sure. Go get you. Hey, yo, go get the bootleg ones. Five dollars on Wish, y'all. They ain't gonna have no base. <laughs> but then, <laughs> you can't put them back in the box. Well, I mean, you can always get that one, um, that one thing where you just like you can plug in the charger and it turns into a headphone plug or whatever. Those are cheap. Burr. Yeah, you know, I mean, it is what it is. Like, if you have to do that, I, I mean, the, the Bluetooth headphones that you saw me get, they were they were never like on some like expensive shit. They were always like the Chinese. The Chinese brand. He still had a Bluetooth, y'all. He see, he's already making a confession. It was a Bluetooth at the end of the day. It don't matter what kind of Bluetooth it was. It don't matter if it was one of them single jobbers or it was the one that wrapped around your neck. You had a Bluetooth. <laughs> Sitting here trying to be slick. Like, I didn't know how, how you were when I first met you. You had, like, 50 million things to do, 50 million people to see when I first met you. You were like, oh, I got to go over here. Oh, I got a phone call over here. Uh, excuse me for a second, guys. It's like, oh yeah, go on and invest in that. Okay, I'll be right back. Uh, Sammy, what's up, buddy? That busy. I always made it to the group meetings. I oh, you always did. Don't get me wrong. It but it was just like in the, in, the, in the studio sessions. I, I my work ethic was always there. I always. I said, mean, don't get me wrong. You were you had a hard work ethic. I'm not sitting here knocking that whatsoever. I'm no, just saying though, I'm you always saying. had like something on the schedule. Yeah. And I was trying to figure out how you making all this time. When I first met you, because like you're like, oh yeah, like I got this from Whole Foods because um, I work at Whole Foods, and now all of a sudden it's like, oh hold on, um, let me go drop some food out to Sammy, and I'll be right there. Or shout out to Sammy, though. I'll be doing okay. Though. I wish I worked at Whole Foods, man. Huh? I, I wish I did, man. That that would have been cool. I did work at Trader Joe's though a long time ago, like in 2015, 2016, right before I started doing Uber. Actually, and then I traveled overseas. I went to Europe for a while for like six months. Then I came back, and then I uh, just started doing Uber. As soon as I got back, man, and I honestly I loved it at first. Man, I was making good money. I was just driving all day, and I would um, some of the funniest I, stories come from Uber. Yeah, I would I would have time to work out. Like the craziest, craziest stuff used to happen to me. Man. Yeah, because like, he'd be working on his Insta chest. I'd be. I remember one time I came over to his house. Motherfucker was doing pull ups. Like in his doorway and shit when I came in. I was like, I still got that man, I still got that perfect pull up. It got so raggedy, I had to tie uh, tape on it. I'm about to show it to you. No, I'm you saying. didn't. Tape. Just get you, a new one. You want to see it? Hey, $20 at Walmart in the bill. No, I got another one. I do got another one, but I still got the old one just to keep, you know, memories because it's still good. I used Yeah, this one was in here. He was in there lifting weights and stuff like that. He on the weight lifting gloves and stuff when I first when I first no, came over to his house the first time. I never lifted weights, bro. I, I don't ever lift weights. You still no. had the weight lifting gloves. 
I had the gloves because I used to do the pull-ups outside, and in the winter, that shit used to make my shit start cutting up from here. Mm-hmm. I remember weird. the way lifting gloves. It was like, hey, what's up? I was like, you instant chest looking motherfucker. What the? I got that, my weighted vest, though. I'd be, you know, every now and then just be using it. I've been just getting back into the work. It was like, hey, hey, I'm going to go do the P90X real quick, man. Just chill on the couch. Uh, everybody's going to think I'm like some tool that just like leaves people and goes and works out. I've literally never done that to you, motherfucker. Okay, it was like 15 minutes. Okay, it's a P90X. It was only like 15 minutes. It was like, hey. I made you something to eat, though. I'm going to go work out real quick. It's like, the bathroom's right here. You can play you know, the video. Sammy come in. Be like, hey, what's up, buddy? He's like, what's up, man? I talked to Sammy. You get done working out. You come out in a white beater and some Daisy Dukes or something like that. Like, I'm just playing about the Daisy Dukes. <laughs> oh, God. I do remember that. I think I do remember that now. That was the night you spent the night at, at, the, at, at my house. Oh, yeah, that's the night I went to jail. That was, that was the night you came out of jail, actually. Oh, yeah, that was fun. 18 hours for a parking ticket. Yeah, man, at least you didn't pay it. <laughs> Friend, in, in jail, I, man, I had to do the whole breathing cough thing, spread your cheeks, lift your sack. I had to do all that going in. Oh, yeah, I heard that shit is actually real, yeah. Yeah, it's real. In a fucking, like, tiny cell... With a hard ass bed with like a little mat on it. Food was terrible. Heck, you saw me as soon as I got out of there. You know, I was only there for 18 hours. I was eating like a guy out of jail. Filet mignon meal, you know. I don't even know what I ate in there. Government cheese and. and, and I don't even think that was government cheese. It was government something. Yeah. I think I grew a third toe. Government secrets. I think I grew another toe. Like I got like three toes. I got like this one giant pinky toe. <laughs> oh, is, that, is that Anthony Anthem? Yeah, take him to the radioactive uh, room C. Room C. Yeah. That's where they experiment on frogs. When you when the toilet and the sink are one contraption. Man, you know what? I'm honestly glad that we did this, bro, because I've never done a podcast before. I've never actually had a uh, like a video interview. Mm-hmm. Like, talk to I've talked to people on Facetime and stuff, but it's it's under like even though you're my buddy, like, but we've never done something like this before, so it's cool. It's kind of cool. I don't know. I'm just a humble house kid. I ain't doing nothing. Yeah, thinking, thinking of uh, thinking of taking over, you know. And just making this, uh, making this the 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 Nabil delivery, bros. You're not allowed. I know. I would never do that. I, you were going to come on the show multiple times. I'm I trying to come on the show. Hi, I mama. Multiple times. Bye, mama. I love you, mama. Love me. She don't love me no more. <laughs> Just know that you are loved, man. At least somebody does. If you were here, I would split this banana with you, bro. I would love that, bro. Me and you. One banana. Two guys. Just enjoying a banana. Two guys on banana. Trying to start a trend here? I don't know. I mean, sure. There's probably a, there's probably a gay site with that on. <laughs> it's like interracial couple enjoys a banana. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yep. Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's over then. Everybody's the internet. They're just gonna think you lie skin and just name it black porn. You will never be able to make it back from that. Like for me personally, as a career, I might as well just stop anything because that's that's a wrap for me right there. Mm-hmm. You know, like play on words there. It's a wrap. Yep. See, homoeroticness with two straight men, man. straight cis men. Uh, you know, it's life, but fuck it. Man. You know, I mean, thanks, Daddy. You suck a dick, and you don't like it. It's okay. You're not gay. So I mean, it's whatever. Man, what if my mother hears this and she hears me talking about sucking dick? Well, the fact of the matter is, neither of us have done that, so I think we're okay. That's going to help any of our chances of you eating a cooked eggplant dish. And now that we mention it, eggplant. Is your mom here for real? Yes. Can she hear us? No, no, man. It's a. She's staying over. She's she's visiting from Jordan. And oh my gosh, your mom's going to think I'm the worst. You can't hear anything that's happening, man. You know, we just said, we said dick. Oh, I'm sorry. Man, I, I got my mom to smoke weed, bro. So I, I, what? Yes, man. Yes, what, bro. What I, you think? Probably. I got her to smoke weed. I smoke weed with my mother, who is like the she was the most anti weed person you can think of, or, or one of at least. Like you know. So wait a minute. What she think of it? I mean, she had less than great experiences, but. For the most part, she didn't stop after the bad experiences. She wanted to keep seeing what it was. Like she had one experience where she got like paranoid and and like her stomach started hurting her, and then she threw up, or like almost threw up, or like felt sick or whatever. And then I don't know, like a couple times where she just you know got dizzy, and I was like, I was like, Mom, you're not dizzy, you're just high. And if you just accept it, it'll be fine, you know. And, accept uh, the vapors. Yeah, just, like, just, you know, and try to, like, enjoy it. You know, don't fight it. You know, it, it's cool. Like, it's we, the bunnies, man. Yeah, and, you know, like, and honestly, man, smoking is, is it should be done like anything else, just in moderation. Like, I'm not saying, you know, people will be like, I'm blowing these blunts, man, one after another, man. Like, just one after another. Just keep blowing these blunts. So, Both basically, stuff. like, smoke a whole trash bag full of weed, like, Wiz Khalifa and Dog. Are you trying to like what are you trying to achieve? You're not gonna get any higher if you just follow the regimen and that way you don't waste a lot of weed, man. And you're calling I'll tell that the Wiz Khalifa and Snoop. <laughs> man, you know, there are certain things that I do believe and Oh do, and Mike Tyson. What, smoking weed? Yeah, Mike Tyson smells like ten G's of weed um a month. Ten G's worth of like ten ten thousand dollars worth, you mean? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Why are you trying to? Why are you trying to put me at uh, gunpoint with a banana? It's a stick up, say. So this is um, that's his banana clip. Yes. I can be anything that you guys want me to be right now. Any race. I have my apple right there. I mean, he uh, is very ambiguous looking. I mean, it's like somebody sculpted him, and it said. I don't know what we're what color we're gonna be call you, but you could be whatever you want to be. You could be Asian. You could be mistaken for Filipino. I feel um, like this is what people are gonna look like when all the races combine. 
Now, with all the races combined, man, they're going to have to come up with some new hair care products because you're going to be like nappy or curly. It's going to be like straight and curly and nappy at the same time. One just a kitty twist right here. It's going to be looking like the weekend on crack. Like, that's what's going to happen. And then they're going to be like, man, we got to figure out a new product. Like, their hair coming out like looking like, um, what's the name? Neapolitan ice cream. Their hair looking like Neapolitan coming out as babies. Fucking gelato, man. Like, I, I mean, sure. Neapolitan, it's going to be looking like Spumoni. We're going to be mixed up with all different types of flavors. It's like, I mean, it's going to be confusing. We don't know if we can get our hair wet when we go to the pool. We don't know if we need to wear a shower cap. Like, we're going to end up having to do some tests. Mm. I mean, we're all going to be super pretty and everything. So we might end up with like one eye that's going to be green and one eye that's blue. You know what I really want, dude? You know what I really, 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 truly want to do again with you, Anthem? What's that? I really, I'm, I'm, I'm just turning off my phone because it, it keeps vibrating, and I would just really, really like to just fucking turn it off because it's very distracting. I'm sorry. I, uh, mm -hmm. I really think we should do one more episode like this where we talk about politics and religion and we involve other people in the discussion and make so you it, want to do a live stream episode i would love to do a live stream episode and we can even we can even take this you know um well after we after we after we end up you know after we end this uh podcast mm -hmm. or this episode um, we'll talk again, and I'll tell you like another plan about what we what we could do for you know like something like this. Basically, you want to drop a pipe bomb in America? Uh, hello, FBI, open the door. Not that type of pipe bomb, Brooknerville. I was not FBI making a racist joke. Why did the FBI even have an accent? I don't even know. Um, well, why would he be Indian? Why would he be I mean, Southeast Asian? You know, they're global, man. You know, they're oh, my God. You know, at this point, guys, we better just go ahead and end it. And, man, this is just part one of a second coming, coming. It'll probably be on the Facebook I'm Live. A very, very uninteresting uh, guest today, but. You've been time, uninteresting, really? Like, okay, not We've like been that. going for almost two hours in the building. You talk about uninteresting. Really? I just blabbed. Really? more specific things now that i know how this goes which i'm apparently a, it's a, called an open conversation the bill right and it's called an open conversation. really but it's, all, but it's also in, on video and it's 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 very very uh yeah invasive. well you better share the hell out of this video when i put it out on monday i feel violated well good that's how my show goes i violate my guests cool i like that tickle me a little bit all right well listen um just to, uh, just to end this now. <laughs> okay, guys. And we'll talk. We'll talk. I'll call Nabil, you. Tell everybody where your social media is so they can find you. Man, do you really think people have made it this far in the video? You know how possibly we'll see. After all this shit that I've been saying, I'm really sorry. Your ratings have gone down, man. Either that, or there's gonna be like, okay, I want to see what this, uh, what this sexy area dude looks like. 
Man, as soon as he opened his mouth, though, it's, it was downhill from there. No, I'm just I don't know, because, like, my mama even came up in here, and she was like, oh, he is so handsome. Oh, uh, blessings up. And you know my what? My mom always asks about you, too. She'd be like, how's Nabil doing? I was like, I haven't talked to him in a while, Mom. I'm, he's doing Man, his own thing right now. She asks, just tell her, I'm doing much better now that she's asked, bro, because that's some... I mean, well, yeah, we're talking right now, so obviously you don't matter. She's like, oh, he's still handsome. Yeah. <laughs> there we go, man. If, if I was like, shoot, if I had, like, 20 years, like, if I was, like, 20 years younger. <laughs> <laughs> my just shot up. I, I was like, Nabil would have been my stepdaddy. <laughs> uh, I'll be good to you, though, Anthony. <laughs> I don't need your ass to be my stepdaddy. You stay away from my mama, motherfucker. I will never, I will never be your stepdaddy. You think I can afford child support, man? Get your ass out of here. Never. We all grown. You wouldn't have to pay no child support. And brother so is twenty three. I'm thirty. Oh shit, man! I, I really. Uh, so where can they find you on social media in the bill? I really. I really um, I really would never do that to you, man. I know you wouldn't. You know, you're hurting my feelings right now. You're making people here think that I'm this. Believe me, Nabil would not have sex with your mom. I promise. Yes. I will never steal anybody's mother, guys. Okay? Well, unless they're like, you know, the same age with the consent. Your mothers are safe. Okay? For now. Friends now. Huh? Unless you know she's like in her thirties, you know she, you know, got a pre-started family or something. No, I think mothers are. I think mothers are like beautiful. You know what I mean? Like I really do think like mothers that keep themselves like, like you know, keep themselves healthy and like take care of their kids. I think that's like a beautiful thing, man. It really is it's like a different kind of beautiful. But so the Bill likes milfs. No, 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 no. I, I was just gonna say I don't have a fetish for mothers that you know. It's not like I'm. I'm saying I've seen it. And I, there's times where I was shocked that a certain girl was a mom. You know, like I'm like, oh wow, like I did not expect you to tell me that you had. You three never kids. know. You know, so yeah, man. Shout out to all the moms out there, man. You know, my mom, my mom was a um, big mom, right? So yeah. Beware, you might see him butt naked in the refrigerator eating the kids' candy near you. Only on Christmas, though. Oh my God. Anyways, tell everybody your social media. No Bell's World on Snapchat, No Bell's World on Instagram, and on Facebook, it's No Bell's page. So, okay, and that's how you can find this fool. You can find me on Delivery Bros Podcast on Instagram, Delivery Bros Pod on Twitter. You can also find me on Delivery Bros KC on Facebook, Anthony Anthem on Facebook, Anthony Anthem on Instagram. And Anthony M from KC on Twitter. Well, before anybody goes, would you care to play a little snippet of one of my latest songs that have not been released? What I want to do is have you send me the song, and I'm going to play it as the outro because I have credits and shit. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, so actually- send me a snippet, and I'll say it. Yeah, I'm going to play a little bit of a song on the outro. It ain't going to be the regular theme song. It's going to be the outro. I play it through the mic. Through here, through the microphone, you would hear it because I'll be playing it straight off of the uh, Pro Tools. Like, it'll be coming straight. Save it. I want to play it on full quality so that everybody can hear it. So, send me a snippet yeah. of it so I can make it an outro. Yeah, make it about 30 seconds long. Okay. Yeah, so that way I can put it. Because what I'll do is... You're not recording anymore? No, we're still recording. So, anyway. Oh. But, yeah. Um, you'll see. It's going to be a nice song. <laughs>
How I know? Because I already know it's Nabil. Oh man, I mean, it's different though. It's very different. I don't and care I if it's different out. or not. It's Nabil. Shout out to Lord Indigo for making the beat, which is just. And uh, he he reached out to me and he sent me some fire ass dope beats and like I told him how appreciative I was of that and that was like very very cool and I hope that he likes the set the, the one that I have in store uh, right now I'm almost finished with it. it took me a little longer but that's because I've been running around being busy whatever but I'm focused on it right now so yeah yeah well, it's gonna be dope guys so get ready to check out his new single. I have him send me some EPKs so you can see some of the artwork. Yeah, man, check out my new EP on SoundCloud, dude. It's it's on SoundCloud. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple Music. It's only six songs. It's my mm-hmm. EP. It's called Now What. If you can't find it anywhere, just find it on SoundCloud, and you don't want to pay the money, which I don't care. Just pay him royalties. Pay this man. Go to SoundCloud and check it out. It's Nobel Music Official, or just click Now What Nobel, and you'll see. And then buy his CD. Well, you, can, you, you could buy the album, I guess, on uh, Apple Music if you want to. Buy it. On iTunes. But if you want to buy it. Don't just take it, your stuff for free. Listen to his album, but then buy it. Okay? I, I the whole you. thing. Hell yeah. Buy it. All, buy six it. Out, all six songs. Just buy it. Buy my album. Please. Shameless plug. Anyway. <laughs> So with that, guys, my name is Anthony Anthem, a.k.a. Black Fabio, a.k.a. The Midnight Marauder, a.k.a. Mr. A.k.a. And you have just been tuned in to The Delivery Bros. And with that, I'm your host with the most. Thank you so much for having me. I'm watching this nigga because I don't want him stealing my mama. Goodbye. Part of town, I'm lit up. We riding. So when you pass it down, I'll sit up. What you drinking? What you drinking? I'm Ride around in your part of town. Ride around in your part of town, I'm lit up. We riding. So when you pass it down, I'll sit up. Dear departed, don't be mistaken. Don't pass the crown, cause I'm here to take it. Ride around in your part of town. I think so much clearer when times get bad Lately, I've been thinking crystal clear My thought process don't get better than this Straight shooter, no pistol here Black suede shoes on, hair's electric She said I'm crazy cause my hair's So isometric, tell us